the White House, President Eisenhower signs the proclamation that makes Alaska's entry into the Union official, nearly 92 years after Lincoln's Secretary of State bought the territory from the Russian Tsar for $7 million. The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Big Rays, the Alaskan outfitter, committed to outfitting Alaskans across the state since 1947. Whether you're a recreator, parent, guide, or corporate buyer, Big Rays has the gear you need tailored for Alaska's harsh conditions. Check out their new exclusive line of Aurolic waders. Big Rays for all your outdoor gear and rugged work attire. BigRays.com. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. TheTreehouseAK.com located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older. Keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They are the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include weekly lawn care, custom landscaping, fertilizing, weed control, turf repair, and more. Schedule your free estimate at lawnproak.com. Alaska's OG Cider Company, Double Shovel, crafting gluten-free colonial-style ciders, founded as a healthier non-inflammatory brew option. Drop by their pop and tap room in Anchorage off of 58th and Arctic or visit the second location in Kodiak. Double Shovel, award-winning ciders. The Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. BHA is the voice of our Alaskan public lands, waters, and wildlife. Their goal is to uphold our hunting and fishing legacy while keeping our public lands wild. Stand up today and join BHA at backcountryhunters.org. So, we're off and running, boys. All right. Yeah. (laughs) 
There we go. Boom. Nice. Boom. Welcome to Alaska Wild Project episode 124. Uh, today we have Keaton and Kyle from the Young Guides. Welcome, guys. Hey, oh, thanks thank for you. having us. Man, I feel like it's been like two <laughs> years. Long time coming, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, heck yeah. At least trying to get you guys. Keaton, you know that it. was a caribou call, right? What? What? The? Cracking oh. That's how you call the caribou in. So you got to make another run up to Alaska uh, yep. hunting season. Okay. That's how you call them in. It might work for elk. That's it. Might work for elk, too. All right. right. Let's give it a try on your season. Yeah, you might need all the luck you can get. (laughs) (laughs) No, I really do. (laughs) No, it's awesome to have you guys in, man. We were just talking about that before we turned on the mics. It's, you know, we talked about doing the remote thing, and, and then it's perfect that Keaton's in town. Yeah. You guys just went and slayed some fish just a couple <laughs> hours ago. Oh, yeah. Ran down, came back, brought some fish into the studio. Yeah, fresh, fresh. Yeah, oh, is, this yeah. Mon- is this Monday's catch? No, this is today's. Today's oh, catch? Today's. Oh. Yeah. Played as soon as we got home. Only the best. Yep. Only the best, you know. Only Did you call best. the wife? Like, honey, get the pack. Get oh, the so she was down there with us. Oh, yeah. she fished with you today? Yeah, she fished with oh, us. Oh, cool. Yeah, packed hers out, and she was a uh, good sport about it. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. I'm going to turn off the stereo behind us. Oh, yeah. Get that off. So so who else went? It was you two and your wife? Yep. Yep. Nice. We've pretty much been doing everything together, all three of us, all week, just running all around South Central and chasing Perfect. the fish and just having as many adventures as we can while Keaton's here. So you hit the willow? Yep. You yep. hit the Russian? Yep. Mm-hmm. What else? What else is planned? Uh, going to hit some Pike Lakes up there and that kind of Nancy Lakes chain. Probably do that tomorrow. Um, float Willow again this weekend. Uh, you're gonna hit Ship Creek, right? I'm gonna try, it, yeah. That'd mm-hmm. be cool. Yeah, you gotta get go that urban there. fishery. I gotta do it. Yeah, it's gotta, you know, the urban guys has gotta I mean, come up to Alaska and experience. You did bring a sticker guys, that said support urban fishery, so you 100%. better get your ass down to ship. Oh, yeah, yep. Dustin, they're coming, Dustin. Yeah, Dustin will be ready for you. Heck yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, I, uh, go ahead. I was like, yeah, my, my buddy Ricky's helping Dustin down there run the shop this summer. Oh, he is? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I met him at Heather's Choice. He started there a little over a year ago, and he's kind of bounced around, did some things, and he did something this summer. I know Dustin was looking for a guy. I'm like, I know a guy. So That's kind of I, think I, I think I met him. I went down there, and he was doing something, helping out with some rods. But I was think he I the did homie it. with the basketball jersey? No, it was kind of okay. older. Another older yeah, guy, he's an older right? dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. But he did have another young guy there. No, the guy that I saw was an older dude. He was wearing a basketball jersey. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, Rick's yeah. got got longer hair. Nope. Oh, okay. No, this guy, I think he had like a shaved head or something. Gotcha. Okay. Not Rick. Not Rick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rick's a ski bum. When he's not there at the bait shack in the summertime, he's um, teaching mountain, mountain bike courses up there at Hilltop, and then he's a ski instructor in the wintertime. Oh, that's cool. My kid just got into that. Nice. Um, his, uh, his best friend, his dad, is the manager of Hilltop. Or Hilltop? Yeah, and so uh, he just went for like the first couple times, like in the last week, and now he's like in love with it and tell me how his bike's not good enough. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> and how he, he needs another bike and how he crashed and all this stuff. And they went the other day, but I guess the wind was just crazy, and so they had to like stop. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. So it's really cool because they can go snowboarding together, and I know that you know his dad's there, like. So it's all good. That's yeah. perfect. That's cool. I never done that. I've I've never biked down something like that. Oh, you? I've never have. No, Brandon. No. No, I just I ride it on my sidewalks. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> that's not all I got. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. hardcore. 
Y'all yeah, looked is. at me like something cool is going to happen. How do they put yeah. the bike on the lift? I have must no be idea. some kind of like contraption. Like a hook, like a, like a yeah. something kind of. Just hooking on Maybe there. Maybe off the backside, they just hang them. Yeah, probably a couple hooks or something to yeah. put on the frame, put the frame on there. Wouldn't be good if it didn't stop and just crush your bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder, does it stop every time? So you have to get off and then unload your bike. Yeah. Or are they just like holding on? You got to get a light bike or have yeah, just hold the bike. Just be quick about it. Like, yeah. Just be quick about it. Hop on, start riding. Yeah. yeah you guys are just nonstop, huh? While oh, Keaton's yeah. here? Yeah. yeah. We were getting oh, three, four hours of sleep, waking up, <laughs> yeah. kicking, kicking awake on the um, on the air mattress. And like, dude, we got to go right now. I got a guide in like an hour and a half. We got a boogie up there and. Yeah, it's been good. <laughs> no it's time really to good. waste. Exactly. Oh, how's good. the how's the guidance season been this year? It's been good. It was a slow start. You know, we had the high water. Um, it was dirty. The fish just, I think they were super late this year. Like Keaton, you know, he caught like a nice 21-inch bow yesterday, mm. but it was long and skinny, and mm. it didn't have a lot of fight to it. And I think it just gotten off its red. Like it's, it hasn't hardly, hardly eaten anything. So I think they were just super late. They weren't super bitey until – we got that last big bump of water like mid last week. Mm-hmm. And after that, it seemed to have pushed some more fish down from the upper river. Uh, maybe some more fish came up from the Sioux and we went from getting, you know, very few fish in a day, long and skinny to super fat, super healthy fish mm. and getting way more numbers of them and bigger fish. We were getting, you know, your average size. You're looking, you know, in that mid teens range, but when you start getting a little bit bigger, so. Yeah. Nice. When you guys do the guide, do you go from the bridge down or you start up higher yeah bridge down we'll go from up higher down to the highway mm-hmm. um but it can get a little tight in there we got a lot of cottonwoods and spruce hanging down in so yeah, well the heavy snow that we got this year probably tipped a lot of stuff over over the river too right yeah yeah, yeah. and then well all that high water last year too i mean it completely changed just that lower half of the river like you know, talking to other guys who had been there, you know, guiding for eight, ten years, mm-hmm. they said it changed more last summer than it did in that entire last decade. Like, wow. there's whole corners where it would just go completely, make like a little peninsula out there, oh, and wow. it just blew right through it. it. Made its own new channel. The river is completely going a whole different direction. Completely move gravel bars. When the water drops like it is right now, right now we're sitting a little under a thousand. If it drops another 100 CFS right where that raft takeout is, where you pop into the Sioux and row up that little slough, mm-hmm. it, um, it's dry. Like, you have to get out and pull. Oh, really? Yeah, you have Drag to pull the, the rafts over the top. Yeah. God, that's Seriously. the worst pullout. Yeah, it's terrible. That's the worst part of the day. <laughs> that is that pullout like, is so bad, yeah. dude. Just oh. enjoy this beautiful and day. The mosquitoes like, oh. are horrendous right <laughs> Oh, there. it's like the worst place in the area. Yeah. But we have a kid. Uh, his name's Jet. He's, uh, he's actually Paul Thacker's nephew. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. He, Go uh, figure. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he helps us out. He's what, 14, 15. And Hungry. He, just he, strong young back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He hangs out. He hangs out in the back of the boat during the day, helps us retie. He's like a rod cat. You guys just got a rod ready. You know, snap something off, give it to him. Like, hey, I want, I want this fly tied. I need this much tippet. You'll tie it back up, get it ready. As soon as the client snaps off, hands you another rod. Oh, perfect. Good to go. And then, you know, pull up to a bank. He hops out, holds the boat. But the best part is at the end of the day, we switch switch seats, and he rows me all the way back up to the takeout. Oh, okay. nice. <laughs> it's a nice. nice little break. Yeah, get okay. some rowing experience, boy. Absolutely. <laughs> they need like a, um, I don't know, a pulley or something yeah. right there. It's, it's miserable. Yeah, I've always thought like, 
you know, a young kid with like one of those little single man cataracts with like a little trolling motor, just charge people like five bucks to drag you up to the takeout. You'd make a killing in the summertime. Could you, could you run like a skanoo or something like that? Yeah, you could probably do that. I feel like that'd be, you know, something a little more rigid. Yeah. Throw a little 2.5 on there. (laughs) Yeah. I've seen guys putting in there with one of those mud motors on the back of their skanoo. Oh, really? Running around, yeah. Uh, Like a mud, like with the long shaft? Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. That that whole little area is nice though. I mean, we grew up going king fishing mm-hmm. over there, and it was just a mud fest and like no trail, no nothing, and yeah. now it's just like road. all paved and beautiful and mm-hmm. bathrooms. And is there little camp areas too? Yeah, yeah. There's a huge campsite there. I think there's like oh the massive like concrete pads. Yeah, like yeah, 50, 60 sites. Something it's like not that. What, oh, really? It's not what it used to what you're used to seeing. I mean, it's like a big parking lot now. Yeah, yeah. You know. It's like a parking lot. Yeah. You pull up, back your car, motorhome up, and then there's a picnic table, a fire pit, and then 15 feet over is another. It's full. Yeah. Um, <coughs> commercialized. Yeah. yeah. It's actually not bad. I don't think it's like crazy overly crowded. So when you go camping, there's space. Yeah. yeah. But but when they built that and the kingfishing was still good, mm-hmm. the shit was like. Oh, elbow wow. to elbow, yeah. Camper like doors smacking each other. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've heard. Shit. Crazy. Yeah. Did you ever see it back then when it was like that? No, I've only been up here for going on two and a half years. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Dude, it was a trek. <clears throat> I bet a trek and a half, especially as a kid. Yeah. And you're having to like carry this king <laughs> back with your dad, dude, oh, and like hip ghetto too, hip man. waiters that are all got a hole in them, so your yeah. feet are all wet and just muddy, dude. Just going through that. And it was a long way, dude. I mean, as a kid, I mean, I don't know, mile, two miles, but as yeah. a kid, that's a long way. Was it up there at the top of the hill right before it drops down? Is that mm-hmm. where it ended? Yep. Gotcha. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you just have to walk all the way. And there's just like a little kind of a trail. Mm-hmm. And you get to the river and you're like, oh, where, here's where all the people are. Yeah, just yeah. lined all the way up and down. Man. Yeah, fist fights, knife fights. It got yeah. pretty Western wow. over fishing spots. That's crazy. In there. Yeah. Coming down. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So if you got a fish on, it was like, <clears throat> let the dude hook up. And then if you couldn't turn it, let him walk down and get past everybody and then get everybody back in the water. Then he'd go down and land his fish down at the end of the line. Yeah. Because it was usually like a 30 to 50 pound king uh-huh. in the drift. Yeah. And so it wasn't just like grab it, turn its head and start like reeling it in. It wasn't that easy. Mm-hmm. Plus, back then, the gear, yeah. you know, it was an ugly stick with a coffee grinder on there, just 80-pound <laughs> test. Guy. Just, ah. You know, there wasn't a lot of G. Loomis's and shit back then. God, it was mayhem. <laughs> it was, dude. It was mayhem yeah. back then. I would have wished to see it. I mean, we see kings every year. And even in the last couple of years that I've been here, it seems like every year I'm seeing a little bit fewer little bit fewer that sucks i would like to see it because i mean there are still some big fish in there oh yeah we yeah can't. there's some of those old jurassic kings in there still yeah we can't yeah. target them um my the 21 my first season here we could still catch and release oh um, okay and so you know we hit that a little bit but then last year they shut it down part way through the season to you can't even catch and release and then this year then i don't think they even opened it i don't know if they opened it and then close it right away or just oh no it's been closed it. yeah no the whole sewage drainage is done mm-hmm there's no kings fishing whatsoever. No. First time ever, or maybe second time. I feel like they did this a few years back. There was a bounce back. 
And they shut it down again. Hopefully it's not a little little too late. No, you can still catch them on the Kasilov. Okay. You can still go drift and catch kings there. Gotcha. Um, that I don't know why. It's actually the last place I caught a king and was able to keep it. Was the Kasilov? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, there was a time when you could catch two kings a day in the Deshka. Wow. Those were good days, man. Yeah. Pluck out two, like, 18, 20-pounders mm-hmm. in, like, 10 minutes. Wow. Just put them on the deck and sit down and drink your coffee. Like, bam, done. Nice. God, those days were great. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you were talking about the combat fishing there at Willow. The, oh, that's combat for sure. Well, we were Next level. Yeah. Well, we didn't have that at the Russian, and that, that's the closest we've ever got to that was what we did the last couple of days. I don't know if you've ever had that, Keaton. <laughs> oh, my god. Was gosh. Monday pretty yeah. hectic? It, it was pretty hectic, but it wasn't terrible. But, but yeah, I was, no, it's not combat fishing. Yeah, but to me, I, I guess I've never experienced it. But, <laughs> yeah. it. but it wasn't really combat fishing. Like I tried, Was everybody cordial and whatnot? Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, okay. like, Super cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, netting other people's yeah. fish and yeah. you know, getting nice. out of the way. Nice. But, uh, yeah, I've heard those horror stories where it's like oh fighting over God. fish. Down in Washington, it's like people pulling guns on people about fishing and it's oh, really? just nuts. I just don't, a lot of the, if I hear that, I don't even go near it. Yeah. You know, avoid it. Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, the culture up here is so cool because we were, you know, hooking fish and we're like, Hey, we're coming down and it's running down and someone would like scoop it up and hand it to you. Yeah. And then it's, they're coming our way and we're like, set the rod down. We need to go help net this fish here. Yeah. And I just thought that was like, that was super rad. Yeah. You know, yeah. everyone's kind of in it together. Yeah, communal you, thing. You don't get that down in the lower 48. So. No, not at all. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not just trash talking everyone down there because there is really good people down in Washington. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah. just, it's getting tough. And I think people with the pressure of our, you know, seeing our some of our salmon runs decline and you only can get, you went from five, six fish a day to like one fish a day people are upset so of course yeah, they kind of go into it grumpy yeah they're mm-hmm. like oh you know I used to be somebody else's fault yeah. Yeah. back in my day i yeah, used to catch yeah. 60 pound kings out of this career in my know? spot boy mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah i think that is a unique alaskan thing it's just like hey man this person needs help well or yeah. you know let's give him a hand or let's move out of the way or let's be patient well there's yeah. nothing worse than seeing somebody that went through all the the process to get a fish mm-hmm. that you did which was getting the gear taking the time off driving down you know the seward highway is pretty pretty hectic right now with, yeah. mm-hmm. with uh traffic volume and construction to wait the wait and get in there and mm-hmm. then to have them struggle when you you got a net and you can just help them get that yeah. fish yeah. and i've always been a big advocate for like get that guy's fish and get him out of the hole and then i can get <laughs> yeah, my fish yeah, yeah. Yep. and then the next guy can get in here you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's like it's not like you're gonna sit there and hog the hole all day you're not you're not sport fishing per se as far as like it's a harvest mm-hmm. like i think the intent when you go to the russian river is the harvest reds mm-hmm. obviously catching them getting the hook up the tug back the thrill of the catch is all there mm-hmm. But it is a harvest. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's not, it, they opened it to nine. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, they did that for a reason, <laughs> right? Like, exactly. It's yeah. go haul fish. Yep. Yeah. So if you help your brethren next to you, it just gets him taken care of or her taken care of. <laughs> and then you can do your thing and let the next guy in. So, yeah. 
The worst part though is like when you go to help someone <laughs> and the sockeye are they're floppy. Like oh, yeah. they're they're going all oh, I was like just, really they're surprised. All... They're just like turbo all yeah. the time. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. And we go to net you go to help this guy out. You're like, all right, buddy, I'm here. And you go in and you just knock it off because it takes oh, off. Oh man. And you're like, Oh, oh dude, I did not mean bad. to do that. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm like, there's enough here, go out and try it again. Yeah, you go know? get another one. Yeah. I always thought that pound for pound, a sockeye was the toughest, uh, so the toughest salmon, yeah, to catch. You know, there's the chinook, which is the beast, yeah, which has the power. I always kind of felt like a king has like red tendencies, but has the power, but then wears out quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's silvers, which are acrobatic and they they do their thing, but they have like a spurt and then they kind of taper mm-hmm. off um you know you got pinks they're pinks they're small they mm-hmm. go they're feisty but they give up dogs are um chum or like big powerful slow mm-hmm. meandering when you hook one they're they're not flying all over and spinning over here and ripping over there and jumping out of the water but they just stay down and they just kind of just hold down slow tugs you know never yeah. really like you know taking line but then you get a red and if you if you don't get anywhere near the gill plate or the mouth, and you get like the top or the tail, I mean, oh, yeah. you get a motor fish. That fucker's like, oh, yeah. I mean, burns your thumb off. And there's yeah. just no other salmon that does it like nope. that. Yeah, I mean, all. as soon as that that meat or that hook touches meat, that fucker's like, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just yeah. doing that. And so that's why I've always thought pound for pound. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you do second run reds, if you ever get a chance to come back up in like July and catch some of the second run keen eyes, where they're like 10, 11, 12 pounds sometimes, then you've That's got the big, power yeah. and the size. So you hook a motor fish in that, dude, you better have 25 pound yeah. line because you're just, you know, for you're snapping. Oh, yeah, 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 big time. I like yeah. the second run better. I feel like most people. Well, the first run's all on about the, fr- the Russian. Yeah, and, and the everyone- second run is the mid-lower river. Yeah, but right? I like to fish the upper over that second run. It's gotcha. just way less crowded. Do, yeah. Do that many, like, second runners really come up that far to really be able to target those big second runners? Yeah, if you know where to go. Okay. Yeah. That's got to be it. Yeah, I've just yeah. never been very successful. Gotcha. Because I hear that all the time, and I'm like, dude, I've, I always go try to catch second runs, and I feel like I'm just catching old old crusty first runners that are dumping back out into the big water but they're like spawning yeah i'm like that ain't a second run red no you know and they're not as big obviously either but my ultimate ultimate favorite is to go up to the russian and walk the russian when the silvers are in Mm -hmm. because all the reds are super red yeah and you can just spot that one that's trying to hide (laughs) oh yeah and you can really practice your you know your your technique and your pull up and then it's fun for the kids because then they can just like yank on anything, and they're gonna play with the red, and they could practice yep. unhooking them and stuff like that. Yeah. But I really love like sight fishing those silvers in there. Yeah, when, they're, when it's all red, it's so beautiful and smelly, but it's, it's so <laughs> yeah. cool to see those keep, silvers in there. Keep your eye out yeah. for Yogi. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, that's when they really come out. Oh, I bet uh-huh. everything's dying and. Yeah, that's one thing about flush. Willow is that like we get we do get a good run of pinks, but yeah. we don't get the bears. Like 
I haven't seen a single. Well, we saw one bear track yesterday on Little Willow, but like an old bear track. But we don't hardly see any bears on Little or on the Willow system. Yeah, I wonder if they're up higher. I think so. You know, like Deception Creek up mm. a little bit higher than yeah. that. But from what I understand, once the kings left, those the bears just kind of left with them. And mm. I, I've always I don't know if this is true, but I've always been told that bears don't like pinks for some reason. I don't know if it's something about the quality of their meat, or maybe they just mm. don't taste good to the bears, but they don't like the pinks as much. Mm. I don't know. Have you guys heard that? It's, I've never heard. I've never that. heard that, but I, it, I would have to believe it's a nutritional value, yeah, thing yeah. for them. Well, it's like or, the, or they're targeting something else that time of year. Yeah, like food source wise. Yeah, yeah berries. They're trying to spot that silver yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Just get that, pluck that little dark back out of there. Yep. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's like the orcas back home. They're like, oh yeah, we need to start pushing more kings out because these orcas only eat kings. And you're like, there, there's all these food options for these. You know, we got sea lions, we got seals, we got <laughs> yeah. a different bunch of different salmons. And they're like, no, we need to get the more kings out into the Puget Sound for uh, these orcas. It's just kind of mind-boggling to me. I, I was listening. To, I listened to the podcast with um, oh, who's the really nice gentleman you had that came and talked about the hatchery issue with uh, natural. Oh, uh, oh, hatchery wild coexist. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was listening to that the other day, and uh, that came up a lot about the orcas. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and the sea lions. I, I think, I think the king, the Chinook, is so sought after for the nutritional value yeah. because number one, just the, lots of meat on the fish. Yeah, but the oil content. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fat mm-hmm. in the king salmon. There's yeah. a lot of oil and fat, so a bear's going to get his real fix that he's looking for. Yeah. Out of a king versus like just mashing through a bunch of maybe tasteless, nutritionless sil- pinks. Yeah. yeah maybe where sense. they're just like mush and there's just not not nothing there. Yeah. A lot of sense. work too. A lot of work yeah. for something that just isn't giving them what they need. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it feels like that's kind of weird because there's so many and they could just really load up on volume mm-hmm. to compensate for the oil or whatever it is, but. Maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's one thing you we know? noticed, too. That bear that we saw in the Russian was, like, super oily. Like, like shiny. Was, yeah, super mm. shiny. Yeah. The mergansers, we saw, you know, a hen merganser with her babies. Even the merganser looks super shiny, super yeah. oily. Mm. Like, I think it's just because of what they're eating. Yeah. Oh, sure. So. Yeah. Have you ever seen a, um, fish? a bear catch a trout? No, I never have. <laughs> it's like going to be rare. Get a trout or target a trout? I never seen actually seen a pic i've seen tons of pictures of bears mm. eating fish yeah but yeah. never once it's just been like oh he's got that <laughs> rainbow he's yeah. got a big rainbow in his mouth they're not gonna get caught by no bear no, no yeah, they're, they're gonna exactly. be up in the logs yeah yeah they're down low the stupid salmon are swimming up above <laughs> getting plucked out of there yeah, exactly like, yeah. going across like a foot of water and these rainbows are like those dumbass <laughs> i'm gonna go yeah. chill down on this log i'll be yeah. over here out of yeah. the current just saving my juice yeah exactly <laughs> exactly that's funny yeah um so is anchorage like the new seattle or what with all this rain i guess so he was just I'm talking about it. that yeah what were you saying it's like it's eastern washington and western washington all oh yeah it's like it's kind of the best of both worlds you got all the green and it's all you get some rain but like in the you know the winter time you get a lot of snow it gets cold probably gets a lot colder up here than eastern washington oh yeah every once in a while like um the potholes and stuff they'll get uh 
you know a, a lake to freeze over or, mm-hmm. but it'll last like 14 days and then it's like springtime and then <laughs> yeah. it yeah. thaws it out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And that's like usually january or whatever duck hunting gets pretty cold over there too. yeah yeah you've done an experience a little of that yeah eastern washington that is going to connect over with uh idaho yep Yep. right there kind of the top of idaho okay it's like a 10 minute drive through idaho and then you're in montana <laughs> yeah yeah up in that part well, so. what's like elevation kind of over there is it is it as you go west to east is it kind of gradually going up yeah because you're well well you're going when you're going uh oh east to west or uh west, more east? west from west going east yeah i mean there's a lot of mountain passes that we gotta uh go over Going. And then if you get into Montana, you get up into the like Rockies, right? Mm-hmm. The Rockies, kind of like the foothills or the actual. I mean, the foothills, yeah. and then yeah, then you you got you got to go over. <coughs> so yeah, in Washington, you can get the Cascade Range. Mm-hmm. You go like mm-hmm. Seattle, Cascade Range, you know, uh, was it Snoqualmie? I, Snoqualmie on I ninety, and then you drop down to Ellensburg, and then it kind of flattens out, and then you come up on the Columbia Plateau, yep. and then you kind of shoot across, and that comes out. Where's that Pullman area out in there? Oh and, yeah, and then yeah, then you start you know go deep, no you go to Spokane and then you go yeah. There's a bunch of different routes you can go out there, but well, yeah. I, I guess my 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 follow up question was it just as that elevation changes you get yeah. some temperature drops. Yeah. yeah, 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 and then you get mid like winter December January February it gets pretty chilly. Yeah, yeah. but like Western Washington is pretty pretty chill. Like it. Yeah, I mean we get a lot of rain. We do yeah, get rain, some lowland like snow forest. here and there, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's changing a lot. So, what is that drive from from uh, Washington to Montana? You said like ten minutes. Well, <laughs> it's like a, a hop, Idaho. skip, and a jump, you know, through Idaho. But once you get into Montana, it's quite a drive, um, depending on where but you're I going. But I see where all that rolling. Yeah, like, there's that kind Rocky of, Mountains uh, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's. You, I think through Idaho, it's not really like ten minutes, but it's. It's like an you, hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, and you yeah. you got to go over some. Three passes, yeah, three or four, yeah. You, you some go from, big passes too, yeah. Coeur d'Alene to Missoula, it's like you're you go from Coeur d'Alene in Idaho to Missoula in Montana, and that's yeah. like your okay, across. and that's up in the hills. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah you're, you're going, going up way up, and down, up okay. And down. Yep. Yeah. At one point you're like way up top, and then you just cruise all the way down to Missoula. Yeah, yeah that's the best part going yeah. down into Montana, especially because you're stoked because you know you're gonna get right into some good fishing as soon as you yeah. get to Missoula. Yeah, is that where it kind of starts up yeah you got the you got the bitter rut you got the blackfoot you got uh clark fork all that's right in there in that one valley yeah missoula is a cool town too so keaton you guide Mm -hmm. and what's your guide life like what's that what's the what's Um, that look like is there a specific river yeah um so i mostly do the yakima and then i do some creek stuff by uh my house um and some small rivers when i can i usually you know i'll I, I like to try to expand as much as I can because I feel like the more I can do and, you know, I'm never going to just be like, yeah, I can take you out here unless I go out and fish it a couple times and kind of get familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but mostly, like, spending my time on the Yakima, drift boat fishing. Um, I I've mostly fish the canyon section. It's pretty much all I've fished. I've only been guiding – Mm, probably this is gonna be my third third season this year Oh, nice um and so i work at a school during the the you know the eight nine months and then i get three months off and so i'm like well i'm i get my summer pay from my school i I wanted to get into guiding so i hopped into that and um 
ever since I started doing that, I, I love it. It's a lot different than up here, you know, more specific stuff. Um, you're going to be switching the type of the, the style of fishing that you're doing. You, you might go from like a dry dropper in the summertime to a double nymph rig. So we, we can run, uh, two bugs down and we're, we're guiding that even two to three. You're going three yeah. 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 Depending on, you kind of got to fill out your anglers, you know, I've, you yeah, gotta, what their <laughs> capabilities are. Yeah, yeah. Cause you start doing three and then it's like, <laughs> yeah. you're sitting there spider webbing all day. Yeah. Um, so and then I'm like, okay, let's go to two and, um, then you go to you, one, then you go to one <laughs> really deep <laughs> and you're like, just mend it, please. <laughs> No, it's it's great. I love teaching. Um, I th- I didn't think I would. I was like really nervous about that, but I, I really enjoy, uh, t- you know, being like, hey, this is let's fish here, let's do this, and it's cool to see like uh, the angler at the beginning of the day, and then you go through all these different styles, and then uh, at the end of the day, you're like, they're like, oh yeah, set, boom, yeah, you know, it's like so, a progression to. Yeah. Uh, an outcome and now they're like ah, oh, I, I get it now yeah yeah so they get a fish and yeah they're all excited some of them like pick it up real quick uh mm-hmm. you know who like not trying to, i'm not sexist or anything but like women are really good at picking up fly fishing well you know why right why because they don't have egos and they listen yep. yes exactly yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they're receptive and they open their mind and they listen yeah yep, yep. And they'll, That's you know, just the truth, little, <laughs> little corrections and not all the time, the wife. Well, it depends <laughs> on what you're doing, but if there's a very specific depends. mission at hand yeah. and there's an, there's something to accomplish, they are fully engaged and taking yeah. all that information in. Yeah. They absorb it and it's like, <laughs> and they're not probably not afraid to like ask questions or yeah. not, oh, yeah. be, or right. not yeah. be correct. Yeah. You know, well, the ego thing is just not, you know, yeah. men are yeah. Like, yeah fucking dad taught me how to fly fish. I know what I'm doing. It's like, yeah. well, you tied that nymph kind of weird. Like, you need to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and we start, and I think Keaton does too, but we start every day. Like, if it's a husband and a wife or significant other or whatever, I'm like, 99% of the time, the woman, woman is always going to outfish the guy. And I said that straight up. And yeah. yesterday, Keaton, oh Keaton rode on my boat, or he was on the back of the boat when I was guiding. I had two clients in the front, husband, wife. Wife outfished that guy, what, like three to one, five to one? Oh, yeah. Caught the biggest, all the biggest fish of the day. Some tanks. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It was, it, it's like that all the time. And they're always like, oops, I caught a fish. Oh, <laughs> you know, and that's weird. The guy's I like, oh, the guide said. <laughs> Yeah, That's no, cool. it's it's cool because they'll like they'll, uh, I really like watching newer anglers because they'll just like slap it on the water and you'll be like, all right, just mend it, and you know, and it'll be like kind of spaghetti noodling everywhere, and the guy in the back's like all serious and he keeps picking his flies up, and this thing's like doing circles and whirlpools and just setting fish out of it. <laughs> the, the guy in the back's like ah, throwing it at the bank. He's like shit. <laughs> So getting more and more pissed while his girlfriend and wife's catching all the fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's always how it is. The person in the back of the boat's like, "Oh yeah, yeah focus on my buddy. Focus uh-huh. on my wife or whatever in the front of the boat. I don't, I don't need your help." And so you're focusing on them, and they're catching all the fish, and he's all back to <laughs> throwing yeah. it out there. Yeah, like we just talked yeah. about this yesterday. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah. you don't need to help me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got this on my own. <laughs> it's like every once in a while, like every hour, is like, "Are you sure you don't need help back there? You're not catching any fish." <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, well, I think with fly fishing, it's something that you're always still learning. Oh, it's oh, like yeah, a continual exactly. like yeah. learning. I don't think anyone, I mean, maybe I haven't met him yet, but knows everything. Yeah, you exactly. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you can still learn. You oh, can still 100%. learn every day, even though the same river that you've done 
you know, hundreds of times. It's yeah. like, oh, I didn't never try this here. This works better or whatnot. Exactly. So exactly. one of my rivers that I fished back home um, for the first, like, three or four years I fished it, it was, like, really consistent. And then we had, like, a weird hundred-year flood happen, and it just, like, like he was talking just blew out like yeah they had this changed the whole structure of the river right? yeah mm-hmm. yeah they had i forget it was like a retaining wall and they had these ponds behind it and uh it just straight through the wall and took the oh, ponds wow. out and, and they were like wow. um, washed them out completely washed it out yeah there was like little points and you'd be like walking out to the point and it would just have like a, a hole in it 15 feet wide um, used to be yeah and they and it turned a whole channel it used to go down to the i used to love this uh dry fly corner and it would take a big turn and it was just beautiful and it just cut to the left and now that's all dried up and these people had riverfront properties and it's all just rocks now in front of their house <laughs> oh <laughs> no yeah it, it's crazy but um it just my point of that was you, you know after the change all these things i was doing uh, before we're working and now this change happened and it's like a whole new river reset yeah and so you're like oh man i gotta try different stuff out or i'm finding different bugs popping off or you know different conditions so yeah. pretty crazy but fun probably because now you're like yeah, it gives you a new yeah, challenge. Just, just yeah. Yeah. but kind of yeah. a bummer because you're like oh like the russian like i always would take my son to this certain spot where i was like i know there's always some hold up right here the cottonwood or whatever that used to be right there wasn't there so obviously yeah. oh. the fish weren't there anymore yeah. so it's like all right we gotta find a, we gotta yeah. find another spot you yeah. know keaton knows all about his little cottonwood our hole that we were fishing oh yeah <laughs> oh nice <laughs> how many rigs you lose on that thing <laughs> oh man, man. You never hear about that part of the russian like how many flies did you go through oh yeah i i mean i'd lost count after like 20 so you know, the nice thing is there's so many on the bank and once you run out you just yeah, walk up and down the bank and find another right one you catch a fish and it's like a you know, constellation prize you're like man this thing's got like hey, seven hey, on its there back we go. i'm good for the week now right, <laughs> put this poor guy out of his misery man exactly. oh man oh. i felt so bad for those fish you catch them and there's just chunks out of them oh yeah oh yeah well, between that and the the seals and everything yeah. else, I mean, they get. It's amazing what a salmon goes through to get to where it's going to go, man. Yeah, I mean, they're just they're set up to fail. Oh yeah, and when they do succeed, it's like I don't know how you got here, dude. Yeah, I mean, everything, all the shit you went through to get here, and like Russian of all places, where you're, you know, you got hooks. It's one thing to oh. have a wild river where you're not getting fished, mm-hmm. but you have all the other stuff to navigate. Yep let alone a, a heavy fishery, right? Yeah. Well, and then what, what was the percentage? Because Keaton raised uh, salmon in the classroom this year. Yeah. Mm. Oh, the, wow. They're telling me that, um, like, a salmon will lay, let's say, average 2,500 eggs, right? Okay. Only four spawning or uh, two two spawning pairs, so four fish will make it back out of those out uh, of the 2,500 2, eggs. And that's that might be it might be a little different up here. You know, because a lot of stuff just shoots right out into the ocean. But yeah. like back home, we you know they'll have to go through uh, uh, just all types of stuff. You know? Yeah, you t- you referring to the smolt to try and get back out to the salt. Well, through their whole life cycle, oh, only, okay, only gotcha. four fish oh, will oh. make it back after they face. So you might you know going out and coming back. Yeah, you're on gonna, average only four fish actually come back. You're gonna lose fish. 
You get ground zero. You get mm-hmm. Alvins that are um, kind of all crooked and and backwards, and you're like, okay, well, that one's gonna die. And it sinks to the bottom of your tank. Then <laughs> two days later, yeah, and then it kind of got crazy because so we we're growing them over this like three four month, and then we we have to pump them out into buckets and take them down and dump them in the river, and so they get to the fry stage <laughs> right before you release them. There's a couple ones that get big dogged, you know, and they just start crushing the other smolts. Oh, like, really? Yeah, like the little, like, tiny ones. I came in one day, and this smolt just had it, like, Just one big down. one left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting for it. He's got it, a bunch so. of tails sticking out of his mouth. <laughs> like, what? what? I was like, this guy's going to make it in the world. <laughs> We're doing all right. He's got a little swag to him. Yeah, huh? yeah. He knows what's up. Yeah. There's a lot of those projects. I know I was following the page, and... Mm-hmm. We kind of talked about you doing that stuff in the classroom. My son, that's a big thing in fourth grade. Yeah, yeah. Um, at the school, they do it every year. And I mean, obviously, he's addicted to fishing and loves it, loves it. And unfortunately, that was the year that, that the pandemic hit, so he wasn't oh. able to do it. Gotcha. Um, but like every, the same teacher still does it every year. So he's like always yeah. in the window, like <laughs> looking, you know, looking at yeah. him. You know, yeah, that's a really cool. A lot of, a lot of. I think every almost every school in Anchorage has one of those. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm not cool. exactly sure where they're releasing them all. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe Campbell or something. I don't know. It, like back home, the the schools kind of they assign you to a creek. So like, um, there's a school not far from us, and they go and release it down in this creek down below us, and then we'd go. They gave us the river, and I was like, man, I kind of wish we were all releasing them in the same, because then you'd have like a higher number of. Mm-hmm. Uh, smolts traveling out together with like if we could all do it together yeah then you'd have like you know five thousand smolt going out instead of you know yeah 250 here 250 yeah there. the likelihood that they'll actually survive yeah. right you, you know you hope they ha- maybe hop in with some sockeye smolt shooting out or whatever but yeah it's yeah the probability kids were like hey mr z do you think that you know they made it and i'm like yeah, I, I, maybe. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> trouts are eaten. I'm going to go fish for those trouts later. I'll tell you. So you got a belly full of small. Well, yeah. you wouldn't be keeping the trout, but. No, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Oh. So when did, when did you say you came to Alaska? Uh, April 21. April 21. From where? Uh, from, from Ellensburg, Washington. Uh, is that where you guys do each other? Yes. <laughs> we didn't even get to that. Like, oh, how'd yeah. you guys meet? Oh, yeah, man. I was just looking at our agenda notes. I'm like, where did it all, where'd you guys connect? Oh, oh man. So, so I grew up in Yakima, Washington. Mm-hmm. I was going to community college there after high school. And um, I had a, my best friend in high school. He was going to Central Washington University in Ellensburg. And our mutual friend, Keegan, had. Oh, that's not confusing not at all. <laughs> this, this is going to get really confusing here in a second. So Keegan started a fly fishing club at Central, and that's where you met Keegan, right? Yeah, I just met him. I just was like, I was super kind of uh, not outgoing in high school, so I was like, I got to college, and I was like, F it, I'm going to like just go up to people and try to make some friends. Good for was, you, man. So I was just like, hey, I love fishing. And we've, me and Keegan, we, like, kicked it off. We, like, pulled the same phone cases out, same, like, backstories, oh, crazy just stuff. Came, became best like, friends. Best friends. Today. Yeah. We're best friends now. Are we best friends now? <laughs> yeah, at that, that moment. So, Instantly. Yeah. And I, I it was kind of crazy because I've, I've actually made a lot of great friends out of college. I never finished college. 
I was like, I did like a quarter. I was going out on the river way more than class. Sure. Um, but we helped start a fly fishing club there. Um, and it's I just for making friends, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> made some cool friends, made some connections. I mean, uh, that's why I'm guiding right now. If I didn't go to college, I probably wouldn't be guiding. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we started a fly fishing club and then your friend, Jesse. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Jesse, yeah. Jesse was going the, going to central, joined the club. He's like, Hey man, you're, you like to fish. Why don't you come up, come check out the club and meet these guys. Cause you were the vice president, right? Yeah. And I had like maybe three weeks of fly fishing <laughs> under my yeah, belt. Are you a VP? <laughs> oh, I was VP. <laughs> no one else wanted to step up. So I did it. Yeah. And Keegan was, I was president. And then mm -hmm. one day we were like, Hey, let's just meet up in the Canyon. So you yeah. know, we're on the Yakima where, where we guide I mean, we met up like halfway through the Canyon and like instantly. Oh, 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 that's what I meant to ask. Let me pull that, oh, yeah. that back up. Where's the Canyon? Yeah. So, uh, uh, it's so you see Ellensburg, right, right, that, right, right about there. Mm -hmm. So it's just south of Ellensburg. That that's the whole river. So really, the fly fishing section is about where from Cleelum down to just below Ellensburg. Yeah, yeah. So it was only was it like eighty river miles? I think that's yeah. And then you hit a big dam. They call it Rosa Dam, and well, that's before like before Yakima. Yeah. Uh, no. Well, it's like it's like in Sela. Yeah, Sela. Yeah. I mean, it's the last point you can pull out on the Yakima. Yeah, and then oh, below okay. that, below that, mm -hmm. you start going through egg. It starts to slow down, widen out. It gets hot, a lot mm -hmm. of algae, and oh, you know, a lot of it just gets not, too hot. Not good fishing. Yeah, and yeah. they're good all, bass fishing. Good bass fishing, but they oh, pull wow, cool. a lot of water out for you know crops, hops, apples, oh, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, right. Okay. And so it, it's not. Hence why the dam is there, right? Yeah, agriculture. Exactly. And that section's blue ribbon up above, and then yeah. past the dam, it's just the good old Yakima yeah. blue ribbon. Yeah. What's that? They they classify it as a a blue ribbon stream, meaning it it's like so many fish per mile. Mm -hmm. You have there's a there's like a quota like you have to meet to make it a blue ribbon stream. It's very common in Montana, mm -hmm. um, and it, it, it almost I don't know it's it, it's like I've yeah. mixed feelings on labeling the Yakima blue ribbon, but we're we're starting to get up there. You know, size of fish, uh, amount of that size of fish, um, catch and release, catch and release, yeah. Yeah. So, it's so like that's the like quality of the fishery. It's like the yeah. quality. Yeah, it's how they rate it. And if it's okay. like a blue ribbon fishery, it's like ten oh. out of ten recommend kind of vibes. So. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of how they do the hunting um, subunits in the West, like blue mm -hmm. chip, mm -hmm. yellow chip. Oh, I didn't know they did it like that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know about that. Right. Well, it's <clears throat> kind of rabbit hole. Won't get deep into it, <laughs> no, but all good. I ordered a like a supplement from Eastman's Hunting Journal one time. Mm -hmm. And it it lines you out with all the big west gotcha. states on the like permits and then um, you know buying points and then doing the whole permitting process. I didn't realize that all the states didn't do it like Alaska, where you just do a draw. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're like, yeah, you just buy draw tags and you put in your name in the hat and you know yeah. hopefully I get a sheep or a ram or I get a a moose or bison. But yeah. there you have to like accumulate points. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then put in for permits and stuff. So yeah. I looked in this thing, and there was, like, these, like, blue chip, yellow chip. I'm, I'm kind of messing this up. But these quality, like, trophy areas for critters. And I so think like that's this a, is, like, yeah. a mule deer and elk and coos deer and, you know, pronghorn. These different areas were better quality for trophy oh, okay. versus others. I think that's probably an Eastman's, like, specific thing. Maybe. That, like, where, like, yeah, like okay. they break it down. They, like, they make it the uh, blue chip because mm -hmm. it's quality of trophy. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, there are definitely units in those states, just like here. Like, they're obviously better than others. Yeah. Or yeah, like totally. Once in a lifetime takes. I mean, down home in Washington, you can only shoot one goat, one moose, and one bighorn ram if you're lucky enough to draw. In your lifetime. In your lifetime. Life. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I've been on like, I'm on like seven or eight years. Yeah, I had like 14 in, in before I moved up here. Yeah. There are people that they cap it out, I think, at 25 and they square it. So let's say you've been putting in for sheep for 25 years. You know, you have whatever 25 squared is. I'm pretty sure that's how they do it. And then, you know, you're in that name with, you know, Everyone Bob else. Smith, who has another 25 squared. And, oh, wow. Yeah. So, so your pers- your op- your opportunity is like point zero zero. Yeah. One, 2.1%. Yeah, it's very low. Yeah. Like, if I get drawn, I'm probably in, like, my 40s or 50s. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's like the old man, an old man, I don't know, mean no disrespect, a mature gentleman <laughs> that drew that tag in Oregon for that big horn. Oh. Remember the one that he... In the been, video? Yeah. We went to the full draw. You were at the full, the draw. full draw. Yeah, yeah. The the guy that had the fucking yeah the hat. Yeah, yep. yep. <laughs> it looked like the U. Yeah. Oh, the hat. Oh, like the horse hat or the yeah, look like the, 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 the sheep, sheep hat. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. The goat, the co- I was like, would you please take the hat off? <laughs> He's got the helmet on. Yeah. I've never yeah. seen. Yeah. That. You, you, you I went to yeah, the yeah, full draw. Yeah. yeah, down in Renton. So. Oh okay. How was the yeah. turnout there? Uh, it's like so. I went back pre-COVID. I went to the full draw oh, okay. 2018 and it was like oh, packed house. Yeah, packed house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then this year it was like, I, I think a lot, a lot of the people that hunt are like moving out of the state because they're like, fuck this. <laughs> oh, yeah. really? And with all this stuff going on. Yeah. Um, cause here, they're, are they? I, I don't know. <laughs> no, probably Montana <laughs> and Idaho. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Montana. The people from Idaho yesterday, they were like, man, there's a lot of Washington and Californian people. And I'm like, yeah, when we're getting all these Californians up in Washington, it's like, man, I want, I understand why people want to bounce, but mm-hmm. yeah. There's been a lot of people that left California. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. Don't even get us started. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't mean to burst everybody's bubble here, but we were talking about how you guys oh, yes. met. Yeah. So yeah. sorry. So sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Wormhole. It's, it's yeah. our job to ring it back in. So <laughs> yeah. You guys are allowed to just go willy nilly, but we got to keep it, keep it uh, lined up. So uh, Keaton, Kyle, not Keegan. But Keegan connected you. Yep. So yep. did yep. we get to that part? Yeah. No, did we get so to I that got part? I was friends with Keegan. Uh we started the fly fishing club. Jesse comes and joins our fly fishing club. Okay. He's like, Hey, I got this really cool guy from Yakima that you guys should come fish with. Oh shit. And I was like it starts with a K. Yeah, I was like, Oh man. <laughs> so we're all <laughs> That was a prerequisite. <laughs> like, yeah. hmm. If his name's Mike, he's out. <laughs> yeah. Fly fishing clubs, K's only. So yeah. Um so we met uh we met Keegan came up to me, he's like, Yeah, dude, we gotta go. We got to go fish with Jesse and meet Kyle. And he's like, I think you'll dig Kyle. Kyle's pretty cool. So we run down. We, we meet up in the canyon. He shows up. We start fishing. Like we were, like I was putting my waders on. I'm yeah. like, I like this guy already. Who, me? No, I think you were fishing. I was like, quiet. <laughs> I'm just like sitting there in the corner. And Keegan and Kyle are just like, because I hadn't, at that time, I didn't know fly fishing, right? Mm. I'm sitting there like, what the fuck do I do here? You know, how am I going to Like you're out of your league, out? kind of? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, these guys have been fishing. They're like, yeah, I've been fly fishing since I was like two. And my dad had me in pull-ups in the river and we we're catching fish. And I mean, I grew up fishing, but just like, you know, the old power bait, go out to the lake. Oh, and hell shuck yeah. Shuck it, yeah. you know. 
And you're uh, like, I just came out nothing of the shell. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a little more outgoing, you know. Um, Did so. you introduce yourself as the VP? <laughs> no. <laughs> Hell no. Because <laughs> I was like, this guy knows what he's doing. and <laughs> He knows I'm faking it till I make it. So... You know, it was it was good, and we fished that night, and then we just started talking to each other, hanging out. Um, I, yeah, from there, we just Keaton and I became good friends. Keaton well, was. A, let me ask you real quick. The that night, that trip. Uh-huh. All right, obviously, you guys connected. Yep. Right. Did you camp? No. When, you, when you float that, do you like stop and spend the night and set up a tent, have a campfire and stuff type stuff? <laughs> they got like these super nice campgrounds. I mean, oh. they're like state campgrounds, like 15 bucks a night or on the river. Yeah. We have to oh, buy fun. day passes. To, we pull, they got boat launches there. Oh, wow. And so we go pull our boats out there. That's kind of where I was wow. asking just cause you know, how like mm-hmm. you meet somebody for the first time, if it's in a outdoor setting yeah. and it's around a campfire and some beers or whatever that can kind of <laughs> elevate your a friendship connectivity yeah. Yeah. with a person, you yeah. know, but it's just strictly fishing. Yeah. Just strictly okay. fishing. And I we're think, they oh, yeah. slay a bow off like the left side of the bridge. Wasn't I think was it right in front of you? I'm pretty sure you were standing on the bank and I swung a streamer right into his feet. Uh, yeah. And I picked up like a, a nice uh, bow right yeah. off of his It was just swimming toes. between his legs. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. I was like looking at it down at my feet. I think I was pulling an oar. They have the, so they have like this they call it like the isn't it the OPR or whatever? In Central, you can rent rafts. Oh, yep, yep, yeah. Yep. And so they, they, I found this ore, and I was like, hey, guys, look. And I'm pulling it out of the cup bank, and I got this big ore. It says, like, OPR across. They still have it. Keegan does at his cabin hanging on the wall. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of a fun thing. That It's just a memorable night. But he, this guy catches a big fish. I, I didn't catch anything for, like, another week. And I finally started <laughs> figuring it out a little bit. But... And then I moved away, and I didn't really BP talk. Slump? <laughs> yeah, a little exactly. BP slump. Uh, they were asking me questions. I'm like, hey, you should probably go talk to Keegan about that. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just doing paperwork here. <laughs> don't, don't talk to me. I'm here to enjoy the scenery. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. So were you able to join the club, even though you didn't go to the school? I was like an honorary member, I feel oh, like. Oh, okay. No, yeah, he, I, he didn't have his papers in. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. That's what the VPs can, has pull. Yeah, exactly. You get your patch. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. exactly. The members only jacket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't pin to the. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But no, we uh, I did a couple outings, but I think it kind of fizzled out. Mm-hmm. A couple of, I mean, we all stayed in touch, but the club kind of fizzled out after the first couple of years. Yep. And then we just stayed friends. Yeah. Um, the next kind of big part of that is Keaton was guiding for the company that I used to guide for and who Keaton guides for now. Mm. And uh, one year, how I got started in guiding was they needed another guide for the next year. Okay. And so Keaton recommended me. I started you know, talking to their head guide and started you know, riding with them, trying to figure things out. And that's how I got started in 2018. And then, you know, Keaton and I have been friends ever since, you know, chatting back and forth. Keaton worked at Orvis in uh, Bellevue oh, in Seattle. Nice. Mm-hmm. And right we were, my outfitter was uh, at Ellensburg Angler. We were Orvis endorsed. And so, you know, we worked mm-hmm. a lot with Orvis. So I was in contact with Keaton, you know, on the business side, on the friendship side. And then. So in the guiding world, you're basically, when you're endorsed, you're just using their gear. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is that how that works? Yeah. I mean, mostly you want to use Orvis. Right? Yeah. They're giving you we get a pretty hefty discount. Yep, and so yep, yep. When people are asking like, oh, what's this? You know, oh, that's an Orvis rod. You know, this is where you can go get it. This is how you get it. This is what you should ask for. Okay. This is what we're running. And they're like, 
most of the time, like the clients will text me and be like, Oh yeah, well, can you just tell me everything you got? I'm just going to go put it on my credit card. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Cause they're like, that worked really well. And that's yeah. services angle. Yep. By endorsing you guys as guys. 100%. Yep. Giving us a good push deal. More products. And, yep. yep. Well, that, and we have to do like certain amount of mm-hmm. uh, seminars okay. and offer classes. Oh, uh, when okay. I first started, we offered what was called a 201. So they would do a 101 at the store in Bellevue. Uh, at that time, it was Bellevue. You know, they'd do casting in the parking lot or in the park or something. And then they'd send them to us for a 201. And at that time, I think it was a half day. So they come out with us and they take all that knowledge they learned in the parking lot and we go just do a quick bomb down the river. So they got to you know, get the cast down, get the men's down, maybe catch a fish or two and just kind of mm-hmm. put all the pieces together when you're actually on the water. Okay. So yeah, we, it was, cool. it's a good partnership. And then, you know, you're part of their network. So they'll, somebody walks into Orvis Bellevue, like, Hey, I want to go fishing. Who do I go with? You know, you go to Ellensburg Angler. That's our contact basically on yeah. that okay. river. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there's connection all the way through. We get the amount of trips that we get from Orvis is like that pays for itself, you know, doing all that because we, I mean, we have constant flows and we, we've had a lot of uh, overchange in guides. You know, mm-hmm. we have yeah, people turn, turnovers, turnover. Yeah. Thank you. Um, we, we got a lot of great guides. A lot of the time guides will come and uh, it's kind of nice because I only guide in the summer. And so, um, the guides from Montana will come over because they're like, it's kind of slow in Montana. So they'll pick up guiding on the Yakima uh, during the winter and the, and you know, the early spring, mm-hmm. then they'll bounce back to Montana and I'll come sliding in in the summer. So he's kind of got like one solid guy for the year, but we're different people. Yeah. Um, but we have, you know, Kyle moved away. Um, Ke- our friend Keegan, he just became a firefighter, mm. which is really awesome. Um, he's back into guiding because he he did his pro year, um, so he's going to be guiding with us again this year, which is nice. And then, actually, the old owner, so our boss Todd, he's a super awesome guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's Mike, who I didn't know Mike. That was before. Yeah, but, he's a previous owner. Yeah, so I heard really great things about Mike too. We're throwing all these names around. Yeah, <laughs> Stefan. I mean, all of those guys are awesome. But do, do what's the guiding service called again? Ellensburg Angler. Ellensburg Angler. Okay. Yeah. 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 Orvis endorsed. Orvis so endorsed. Well, we had another. We had um, Brian Kraft on, Kraft, and yeah, his yeah. his spot is Orvis endorsed. Yeah. Yep. He kind of broke it down <clears throat> like how they choose. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy or the um, outfitter or whatever, and then like their premier or the lodge, lodge, yeah, and how there's like separate, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So there's probably not like another one that's Orvis endorsed on the river, on the yeah. river, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, and you have to meet a criteria as far mm-hmm. as like the quality of people, the operation, the business, mm-hmm. the re- reputation. Like it's not just any old Jack and Jill can get the endorsement. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta have some shit, your shit together. Yeah. So when I worked at Orvis, they actually uh, will send, they have, what a great job. They have people that go out and they test. So they yeah, go out. To see if you're certified. See if you can certify. So they get a free trip, go out with these where people. Where do you apply for that one? I know. I know. I was like, where can no. I move up? And they're, like, job. they're like, yeah, these people never leave their jobs because it's yeah. great. So, yeah. But they just travel around and go out with guides and they rate them. And then if they meet the rating of, you know, expectation, meals, friendliness, clean, you know, cleaning, professionalism, professionalism yeah. then it's like, check, check, check. Okay, you meet our criteria, your Orvis, or now we got to kick you because you're just kind of. I remember Crafty talking about that, and yeah. like how they'll randomly send some mm-hmm. people up to kind of like 
even though you're certified, they'll just double check to make yeah. sure everything's good. Like in disguise. Yeah. Like a, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am. Like a secret like a shopper. Yeah, exactly. He's wearing like G. Loomis stuff. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, gotcha. Oh, that steak is medium rare. Hearing G. Loomis, the Alaskan wild guys, told me about you. Yeah. <laughs> like probably, he's probably rocking like the, the Cabela's waiters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, how do I do this? <laughs> probably from Vermont, all right? Yeah. yeah. Isn't that the original spot? Oh, yeah. yeah. Vermont, yeah. Oh, man, it'd make me uh, like... Love oh, Orvis, but we'd be we'd be sitting at Orvis like working, trying to sell stuff and chat with people, and then you'd hop on and be a newsletter. It's all the corporate people out in their casting pond, or they're having like an axe throwing day and a barbecue. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> Where's my barbecue? Uh, <laughs> right? Uh, the you peasants, know? the peasants. Yeah, we're just uh, the workers. Nah, they're up there. Low man on the pole, baby. I'm like, do you guys even work? I mean, we're calling <laughs> to ask questions. You guys won't answer. So no, no I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, the Orvis guys are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're great. They take care of us. But when I think of Orvis, though, I think of like old dude. Yeah, I don't know why. Oh, totally. Tweet, like tweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah tweet. Like uh-huh. yeah. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. like when you think of Orvis, you just net, m- like the little envision yeah. the you know, the, the green vest. He's got his the, Jack you know. Russell Terrier on the bank sitting there <laughs> yeah. waiting for him and shit, <laughs> smoking a cigar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for <laughs> sure, for sure. They they've That's really funny. started to like make the change. They saw uh, this the competitiveness of Sims and Patagonia. And then you got mm. like drift coming in and they're like, okay, we need to get like up to the, to, to the, the to 21st century. Yeah. And so they started throwing out some, they throw out some really good pro gear, some tough gear. Mm. I mean, I slide down rocks and hills and my waders and they're just solid. They hold up. Oh yeah. And that used, you know, it wasn't always like that, but yeah, they're really turning well, around. They had the market for a long time. Yeah, they Until did. Until the other guy stepped up and then they're kind of like, "Whoa, our market just, you know, they kicked the box out from underneath us and mm-hmm. they're like, maybe it's time we start pushing out some, you know, cool colors, some great great equipment and they've really stepped up to bat and I'd say we're pretty well, competitive." And I think there's like a generational shift in like style. Mm-hmm. You know, dude, dudes want to go out on the river looking like hot Sick. boy shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like they want to look river model. They're like straight across the hat. You yeah, know, yeah, like, oh, yeah. Flat, These sock guys think I look and... fresh, motherfuckers. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, let's be real. It's about the Instagram photo and it's about the content and it's about, you know, I mean, you want to oh, yeah. look, I mean, look good, right? Yeah. What's Dion said? You look good, you play good. You play oh, yeah. good, you get paid good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, right, you get paid good, you live good. You know, everyone's looking the same. Right. You go out, you, you're like, oh man, I got pro waiters. That guy's got pro waiters. Yeah. he just started last week. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that was yeah. easy. Yeah. A lot of uh, what's the word we used to say to the skateboard kids who couldn't do it? Remember, the, the, oh. they couldn't do it. Yeah, but they had all like the like posers. Posers. That's oh the shit. The posers. Wearing all the gear but posing. Yeah. Yeah, I love the guys that show up for a trip and they're like decked out and like oh, top of the line yeah five thousand dollars worth of shit just and they only fish like once a year <laughs> it's <laughs> like wait a minute year. that tag is still hanging off your waders man. <laughs> exactly like, you, but you're th- worn those before there are, there are definitely dudes though that they have good gear because they are good anglers and they oh, fish yeah. all, sure, all sure. the time and they but put hardcore. it to the test oh, yeah 100 and that's but, what it's built and designed for yeah it's for that guy. Yeah. yeah. The dude that's got the shit in the back of his truck mm-hmm. and gets off work and hits the river and hits the river on his way to work in the morning yeah. and every weekend. And yeah. 
That gear's come a long way too, man. Oh yeah, totally. Mm. All yes. that stuff's come a long way. Oh, some sure. nice, nice stuff coming out. Yeah. Better have some baller budget for some of that yeah, stuff. It's not yeah, expensive. Exactly. exactly. Saving up for it. Making so it. it. Go ahead. You gotta be a guide, you know. <laughs> no, don't just become a guide for to become a guide because it's a grind. So, but it's not for everybody. It's not for everyone, and no. there's a lot to it, you know. Cook, healthcare, all that stuff. You're you're taking care of people. If someone cuts their hand open or something. You got to yeah. give them bandages. Mm. Yeah, they fall out of the boat. You got it's your responsibility to get them back in the boat or whatever. You know, not or, that that happens all the time. But <laughs> you got to go skin to skin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get Come here, waiters. bear hug, big guy. <laughs> got to warm you, you up. You got to be a therapist. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. therapist. Yeah. People don't think about you that. Get somebody out there. And they get all vulnerable and yeah. emotional, yeah. and they start pouring out shit. And you're like, whoa, 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 ring it in. Ring Counselor, it in. the yeah. wife and the Counselor. husband are arguing. You're like, I just want. <laughs> I need to give this guy his money back. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, man? This one's on the house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're going through a rough patch right now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You hear some real stuff. People, like you said, people open up about some crazy stuff and. No, that's good yeah. though, man. It's so healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're that's, there. That's cool that you get to be Yeah. the person that like cracks that open out of them. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, or be part of it. Yeah. Cuz they they are in a in a spot where maybe a lot of times they didn't come into it thinking that it would get that way, but you get out there floating or or even on a hunting trip or anything where there's like long extended periods of time of like thinking, stuff starts coming out. Yep. And if you're you don't know them, it makes it easier for them to talk about it because then you're not going to judge them. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's why I feel like a guide is somebody that's like it's like a you're just like somebody that people open up to. Yeah. yeah like sure. you know what? I probably won't see you again. I'm so gonna, it'll be a one-time deal. Yep. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you all my dirt. Yeah. <laughs> you're stuck with me for eight hours. I need yeah. to get this yeah. off my chest, and you're the guy that's going to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. that's great, and sometimes you're like, oh, hour one, sure. you're like, man, I got seven more hours to go. <laughs> no, I, I love it, though. I mean, I think Kyle can say the same. Yeah, it's for a, sure. It's a great industry. It's a great job. So, and you yeah. have to be open-minded to your clientele, right? Because mm-hmm. you get, you know, mixed bag right you get oh, people mm-hmm. that are grateful you get people that are know-it-alls you get people that are arrogant pompous assholes mm-hmm. you get mm-hmm. you know you get major huge educated people that are you know holy crap like this dude's a big ceo of this or whatever mm-hmm. and then you get folks that are like one time lifetime chance like they only get this one they save the money to do this one trip yep. and they might not get to do it again right yeah yep. um how do you guys feel about your view on the clientele side. And the reason why I ask this is because hunting and fishing guiding is something that people love and they're passionate about because they love the fishing. Mm-hmm. But with that comes like people management mm-hmm. and clients can be tough. Like I've heard some horror stories. Oh yeah. About clients. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just, guess, yeah. I mean, stage five fucking douchebags. And then I've, you know, obviously heard the other side of the spectrum of like just wonderful, beautiful people, which probably heard that story more than the horrible, mm-hmm. but you get people, you know, that are just like, they get on the boat, they're like, all right, 30 inch steelhead first cast. Yep. It's like, whoa, dude, that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Like how do, how do you guys approach that? How do you feel about going in day after day after day guiding and you got people coming on the boat? Like, what's your mindset? How does that work? 
You want to start with that one, Keaton? Yeah, personally, I think I just take it day by day, right? Like, All right, good answer. Uh, I mean, I work with <laughs> at an elementary school, so I got the patience. <laughs> I, I mean, it's great. I'm out what, on the what, water. What's the age group? That you're dealing with? Uh, I deal grade? with kinder to fifth grade. So, okay. So a variety of kids. <laughs> a lot of energy. Lots of energy. Requires and, a lot of patience. And they're all different <laughs> types of energies, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, but I would say, like, the definitely a day-to-day, you know, I'm not like – there's those clients you look forward to that are coming back, and you're like, oh, I can't oh, wait yeah. to fish yeah, with yeah. this guy. Um, this is going to be great. And then you also have your clients that you're like, okay, I just spent eight hours with this guy. wasn't my in, entirely – favorite to, to deal with and um maybe you know if if you didn't feel appreciated or something maybe you should try something else you know go try a different service out or you know see how how they go um but yeah mostly i'm, I'm just kind of like i said day to day wake up i you never know what you're gonna get it's like a fresh start okay. yeah like don't, like, don't I'm go not into gonna it hold. Yeah, holding some sh- resentment toward an asshole the day before yeah. when you have this nice couple coming on the boat yeah, yeah. the next morning, right? And, exactly. And I think um, sometimes I when I'm fishing and people are like, "Oh man, like why aren't we getting f- you know fish?" It's like you got to remind remind yourself that there's a lot of conditions. You're a guide. You're not a god, right? You can't control the fishing. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so you just have to. You know, I, when I first started guiding, I was like, "Oh man." We didn't get any fish and i feel so bad because these people spent that money but it's like yeah but i i have no control over what that day is going to look like and yeah I, I you know river bumps weather changes i mean you can have a, a storm move in and it's like it just kills fish yeah you're like yeah. you got just the moon you got biometric cycles, pressure I mean. yeah, yeah um so but yeah like i said just i think the day-to-day and just kind of like a you for me, I, I show up, I mean, I'll talk to my uh, clients over the phone, but I, I don't know what they look like. I don't know who they are. I don't know their background. You don't do the Facebook creep? No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, like this I, guy about I, we're going to show up. And it's like, I don't got enough time in my day to go creeping on people. All right, people. <laughs> I got stuff to do. I got rods to put together. My boat's yeah, clean. Yeah, I got to right. get ready to go yeah, the next day. Right, so. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Kyle? I'd say the biggest thing up here is that, you know, back home in Washington, we had a lot of people coming over from the west side. So mm-hmm. people coming from Seattle, and they're coming to Ellensburg to fish the Yakima. That is their whole trip. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes people have family in town, and, like, that is their day. Whereas up here, what I noticed first thing off the bat is people are on their vaca- their Alaska vacation. Now, mm-hmm. you know, Willow, a lot of these places on the road system, aside from, say, the Kenai and the Russian the, the other places are not like high like destination places like they're not so i'm not somebody's not gonna say i'm going to alaska to fish you know willow creek <laughs> yeah uh, most so, likely not yeah, yeah. so going for the mighty kenai or, exactly yeah. or they're yeah. flying out yeah yep to a lodge for a week or whatever but mm-hmm. you know we get a lot of people that stop in at like mossy's mossy's refers a lot of clients to us okay and so they're like hey you know we're in town we want to fish for a, a little day. more spontaneous type stuff yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah so i mean we'll get calls like like hey you got you got an opening tomorrow or you have an opening next week mm-hmm. and so we're getting a lot of those people they're in alaska they're on a week to 10 maybe a 14 day trip 
they, they want to fish in Alaska because they're in Alaska. Sure. So that's what a lot of our clientele is, are people with no fly fishing background, sometimes no fishing background. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, and they're from all over the place. We get a lot of people from down southeast uh, United States, like Texas, you know, the Carolinas, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. A lot from yeah. down there. Yeah, we get a lot of folks from down there. But, I mean, all <clears> over the place. I've had people from other countries, but everybody's up here because they're in Alaska and they just want that experience. They're not here just to fish. And that, yeah. that, that relieves a lot of pressure, I think. <sighs> yeah. because they're you, not like, I need a 30-inch rainbow or I'm not happy. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, uh, see what I can do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. People, like, like we have people like yesterday, they're like, oh, what's the average size fish in here? And they're not like, is there a 30-inch bow around the corner? They're like, are we going to catch an 8-inch bow? Are we going to catch a 4-inch yeah. long grayling? Like guy yesterday was catching like, you know, 4 or 5-inch long grayling on a dry fly. He was so stoked. Yeah. Yeah. And She'd probably never seen a grayling before. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And they're not big fish. <laughs> yeah, you were they're stoked to catch that for. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, check out this. And it's like barely enough to hit in my hand. They're so <laughs> fun. The yeah, they're so, so beautiful. The oh, they're yeah. gorgeous, man. The little guys, but I'm I'm hoping before I leave, I can get, get a big one. one. Yeah. yeah. Those are fun. Yeah, Those are fun. Spots. Those are beautiful fish. To, to touch on favorites. Touch on what Kyle was saying is like, um, they'll talk, you know, get clients come in and be like, I want a 30 inch bow. Like, so I had a client come in, his, his, he's kind of like, focus on my dad. And his dad was like, I just want to look at the mountains and the train and kind of hang out. And so the guy in the back's like fishing hard. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm like, I'll oh, put it right there. Set it right there. His dad's sitting down, just casually like kicking it back. He's just slapping it on the water, put some end in. This guy last year on a half day hooked one of the biggest trout in my boat. It was, it was a, it was probably about like 21, but it was like fat. It was a big chunky bow. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, this is, and he's just like, Hey, my, uh, he actually knew our friend that fishes, uh, in Montana. It's like, uh, our friend Josh and this guy's kid guide together. So it's kind of crazy. He, he's like, yeah, I fish in Montana. So like, I'm not expecting much here. And we hooked this and he's like, I'm sending this to my son. (laughs) (laughs) And that was really cool. And you know, the guy in the back came back, but, um, yeah, but the expectations you put on yourself, Mm -hmm. probably not going to work out. Like, unfortunately, especially when people come out, like stressing out, like I need to catch this big fish. You're a guide. You're going to put me in this big fish. Never happens. The people circling back around wife's friends, but you know, that come out and they're just chilling laid back. They're catching the big fish because they're not like stressing out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the energy. It's almost the energy. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. In the universe yep. like rewards them with yep. just the chi of calm. Yep. You know, oh, it'll come sure. if oh, it yeah. comes versus like like forcing it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You know, and it comes from the guide too. Like I've had some trips where it's like, oh man, we haven't caught a fish. We're like you know, a quarter of the way through the float. Maybe we hook some. Maybe something's off, and then I I get you know stressed out. I get yep. a bad vibe, and then I'll like. You know what? I'm on the river. I'm I'm rowing a raft down a river in Alaska. Yeah. And I'm talking to some cool people and I'm like, I don't need to stress out. No. Chill out. You're in a good spot, dude. Yeah. And and then it's like you talk to the clients, maybe they're very stressed out. And you're like, hey man, let's just chill. Sometimes like the other day actually I we weren't doing good. I pulled over into a hole and we just sat and chatted for forty five minutes. Change the whole vibe. Yeah, reset the deck. Yeah, reset yep. the deck. Every hole after that, boom, 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 yep. boom. Fish, 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 fish. Clear everybody's yes. minds and start over. Exactly. Damn, yep. that's a good move, dude. Yeah, yeah. And because yeah, sometimes if you're just forcing it. It just, it's just, it manifests itself into this just negative yeah. thing that's never going to pan out. Yeah, exactly. Versus 
like whew, take a breath. Yeah. Get sit on the water. bench for a minute. Yeah. That's the best like, advice I got. Yeah. Just they're like, if you're guiding, stay chill. Don't he's like like you're just chilling in your basement or whatever. You're just laying back watching a football game or whatever. Just be chill. Well, I think if you consider what most Americans do for a living. Yep. You know, sitting in a cubicle yep. or working a job. Because your guys' jobs are jobs. Yep. But I don't really consider a job. I consider it a lifestyle. For sure. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, that just happens to pay. The grind. Yep. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. That you're in a better place than most folks are any given day of the week. Yep. That would dream to be, even in a rainstorm. 100%. Slowing oh, yeah. down that river. Yeah. You know. Unless it was last summer. And, and it was raining every single day. Well, <laughs> summer's kind of <laughs> right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. been hard. It's but been hard. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I was first starting guiding, I went and bought a boat and I was sitting in my driveway and I would just go sit in my boat. I'm like, this is happening. This is real. And then every day I'm rowing down the river. I'm like, I'm actually here. I'm doing this thing. Yeah. Like, like this is my office. This is my cubicles, the raft. Yeah. The woods are my office. It's like, yeah. you can't beat this. And no. I know that that can become a grind and it can, it can seep in a little bit as like, fuck dude, long day. Got to get up, get the boat ready again, the whole yep. thing. But <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, man. When you just, when you live some life and you go through time and you go through stuff, yep. you realize like, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. When the <laughs> yeah, businessman hops on your boat and he goes, man, I wish I could be doing this instead of working my job. You're like, oh, yeah, I got a pretty sick job. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And he could be making, you making know, five s- times more money than you, but it's like it's a lot of the it. times they're going to go, you know what, this would be a lot cooler. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Know? Yep. Let's take a quick break Let's and we'll be right it. back and uh, cool. talk some more. Sounds good. Barney's Sports Chalet, supplying hunters and outdoor enthusiasts with the highest quality gear and equipment since they opened their doors in 1963. Barney's carries exclusive brands such as Alpaca Rafts, Sitka Sims, XO Mountain Gear, Hilleberg, and much more. Barney's prides themselves with keeping a huge stock on hand of various top-of-the-line tents, footwear, sleeping bags, optics, cross-country skis, just to name a few. Barney's is also the exclusive retailer of Montana Knives, Seek Outside, Kafaru, Stone Glacier, and their in-house brand, Frontier Gear of Alaska. Barney's has a superior selection of top-rated boots, sleeping bags, dry bags, mountaineering gear, electronics, and accessories. Need freeze-dried food or mountain snacks? They got that too. Barney's now has an amazing new paperback catalog available for in-store pickup or online order. Visit them today at barneysports.com, or even better, stop by the store in Anchorage at 906 West Northern Lights. If you want the best, there's only one name in the game, Barney's Sports Chalet. The Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. BHA is the voice of our Alaska public lands, waters, and wildlife. From national level policy work to engagement with boots on the ground projects from Kotzebue to Ketchikan. BHA performs public land cleanups, hunting and fishing clinics, and community education to help take your game to the next level. BHA's community-minded goal is to uphold our hunting and fishing legacy while keeping wild lands wild and fostering the next generation of sportsmen and women for years to come. Make sure to follow BHA Alaska for upcoming events, local brewery pint nights, and more. Stand up for Alaska public lands and waters by supporting the Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. Join us today at backcountryhunters.org. 
the Treehouse AK, your one-stop dispensary located at 341 Boniface Parkway. When you pull up to the Treehouse, you'll notice the beautifully hand-drawn art by Alaska's own Ted Kim. Once you get inside, you're going to see many of the same people that have been there since they opened. The bud tenders know you and what you like and what new product you should be checking out. The store is super clean and the music's always on point. The Treehouse and local owner Josh Boots is a staple in the cannabis culture through his music, community givebacks, and a lifetime desire to bring the people of Alaska the best products available. The Treehouse always has at least 25 strains available, and they're all shown prominently deli-style in clear, openable jars so you can see and smell your options. Other products include edibles, concentrates, vape carts, pre-rolls, flour, dab rigs, and anything else you need, they got it. They also have some pretty sick merchandise for sale. Check out thetreehouseak.com, or better yet, stop by the Treehouse today and get started on their loyalty program. Remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store, the Treehouse, where the culture lives. Be something, calves. Yeah, yeah. It's just insane how much they slaughter. Yeah. So yeah, they're helping out up there for sure. Yeah. Oh man, I missed that event. I had just gotten back from a trip down to Oregon to fish with my dad. Oh, okay. Like the day before, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I can make it. Yeah, we it's had a good James. Turnout. Yeah, we had James on the podcast, and James has some great stories. James Iker. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, he's good shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's full of stories, man. Oh man, there was his a like whole getting this job up here was insane. Oh dude. yeah, the murder at the lodge <laughs> and everything. <laughs> Crazy. What did I sign up for? Where's this place? Yeah, dude, he's doing great. He just texted me a happy birthday message last week. I was like, nice. hey, man, thanks, bro. Yeah. Send me a picture of a nice grizzly that they got. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Big Sal. Heck yeah. But yeah, it's coming to a close. Actually, I was I was going to uh, airdrop uh, some videos and stuff to Daniel. We were, we've were been working our bait station. It's actually mm-hmm. been longest stretch, probably like 10, 12 days since we like hit it with mm-hmm. bait. So it got wiped out. Yep. Actually, my last load was a bunch of that Heather's Choice stuff. Yeah. And that, that shit, it was tough to haul in because it's oh, heavy, bet. dude. It's dense. So <laughs> dense. God damn, is it heavy. Uh, anyway, so we dumped a bunch of that in, dog food, um, popcorn, some stuff. And uh, but man, there's been some monster brown bears that came in there really? all of a sudden. Yeah. Gotcha. There's one specific that. It's that's Chad's bear for sure. He can nice. have that one, but Heck yeah, yeah, he stood up. So we have a a keg, a beer keg, full size, what seventeen, sixteen gallon, whatever a beer keg is, mm-hmm. about like eight and a half feet up in the tree, ratchet strapped. So we have the big one, and then we have that one, and then we have like another one that's just kind of like down on the ground that is set up so that if you're walking up to the stand and they're banging it around, it gives you a heads up that that they're there. Yeah. Oh, cool. And, uh, yeah, he's standing up, and he's, like, looking at the keg. So, he's, yeah. you know, he's, like, seven, eight feet tall. Wow. Alone, looking at the keg, and his head is, like, as big as the fucking beer keg. And I was like, okay, that gives you perspective yeah. on yeah. how big that bear is. That's but, gnarly. yeah, there's a, there's a tank up in there, man. Oh, he, and we got some video of him attacking another one in there, really? chasing him out. Yeah. Wow. That's so, pretty cool. On the bait? Uh, the bait was pretty much gone at that time. Oh. So, I think they were just coming back visiting it just to see if it was re-upped yeah but uh there was another like really a nice another nice brownie that was in there but he went in there and roughed that guy up bad yeah shucked him right out of there so (laughs) i thought the blacks were gone uh but then we looked at the cameras and not a 
couple hours later, a black bear poked in there. Hmm. Yeah. So usually you feel like they push them out. Oh, for sure. You know, so, yeah, we're going to angle toward baiting it for black bears early. Mm-hmm. Try to get a couple meat black bears and then go for a big brownie. I don't need one, but Chad wants to get one. So we'll just go in there and I'll film and Ugh. we'll get it all stunked up and all that stuff and try to get that. I'm pretty sure that big boy will be back. Sweet. It's a really, really nice bear. How much longer is season? The Friday, Friday. 30th. Oh, okay. gotcha. When it's over. so Pushing it. Yeah, I told my wife I was going out there Friday. She was not happy. I didn't. Yeah, no way. Let's just say I got scratched this morning. <laughs> I, got, I got a scar to show. You're not going back out there. <laughs> you gotta go like, set up the tent. It closes Friday though. I don't give a fuck about closers. <laughs> I'm so tired of hearing the word closers. Because <laughs> I'm like, it's time sensitive, honey. She's like, everything's time sensitive. If this time shut down, another hunt opens up, and then there's another closer. She's so tired of hearing me say time the sensitive. Closer, the, yeah. Or the closer. <laughs> <laughs> There's just closers all year long. She's right, though. She's right. But. Saying, but are you on my side or no? What? You got to close it out, man. Oh, Shoot, this that's is getting hey. uncomfortable. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Hey, I, I'm in the same boat. Oh man, I just don't say it's closing. <laughs> I feel like that helps, but it seems like it pisses her off even yeah. more. <laughs> For the record, she's supportive. Oh, for sure. Intolerant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't want to sit here and, uh, you know, give anybody no, totally the perception my old lady's not digging it. It just, you know. Yeah. We got a big camping trip coming up this weekend. And I'm like, I'm going to go Friday. I'm supposed to go camping on Saturday. I'll yeah. have everything ready on Thursday, honey. I promise. Yeah. I'll have it all ready to go. Ooh, we're going to take your spot. Oh, th- yeah. We're, <laughs> there's a change up, actually. Are you guys coming out? Yeah. Okay. There's a change up. Oh, there's a change up? Yeah. In the, in the, I didn't know there was assigned areas. Well, no, it was the landowner's request. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about it later. Okay, yeah. So I gotta go take my tent down. (laughs) Oh, you already went out and set up. Yeah. Ah, you're good. I know you didn't do that. No. (laughs) Um, Let's get into the podcast. Let's get into the young guides, man. Yeah, that's uh, right. You guys do do a podcast. What what sparked that? And for everyone listening, uh, the the podcast is called the Young Guides Podcast. Okay. You can find it on um, Apple, Spotify, Facebook, our Google, website, the website, the Young Guides Podcast. So, quick question before we get started com. on that. So when you guys get older, <laughs> when does it really, shift yeah. to old guys podcast? It's just going to put a red slash. They're young. <laughs> middle-aged. And then it's like young Retirement house. <laughs> then it'll go to geriatric. Exactly. <laughs> I, think, I think the trout, we should work with Shelly. The trout should look older and older. Oh, yeah. Every time. Oh, yeah. Glasses on it. And there you go. I can't see. <laughs> turning that like reddish brown. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, Man, big it was old. like big old ugly brute steelhead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I like the young guys thing. You guys are like we're young dudes, we're guys. Proud of it. Proud of yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, man. Hell yeah. I mean, I think we started it a lot because, well, get, getting back to about Keaton, and I became friends. Like mm-hmm. we were always friends. Yeah. But when Keaton started guiding in what twenty twenty. Yeah, 2020, end of 20, 2021, I think it's mm-hmm. been about. So, um, yeah, 
you're reaching out to me, you know, because I had guided for the same outfit. I had yeah. recommended Keaton to, you know, hop in when I left. And, yeah. um, you know, Keaton was trying to figure out, get his feet under him, trying to figure out how to get started, you know, business paperwork, <laughs> insurance, you know, and then everything down to, you know, how should I set up my rigs? What what kind of water should I be looking for? Or how long does yeah. this float? And I was like having all these great conversations and we're like, well, why aren't we recording this? People would love to hear this. Oh yeah. Mm. And it's like, we're just breaking everything down, giving away all our secrets, but we're <laughs> breaking everything down. And like, people would really dig this information and we're like, Oh, sure. just start a podcast. I mean, it's not for everybody. I mean, you can give people information all they want. Doesn't mean they're going to go out and execute it. Exactly. No, yeah. Or I, they'll be like, Oh yeah, I could do all that. And then they get started. They're like, Ooh, yeah, there's a lot more shit than I thought. Let me rewind well, that. Giving up. Yeah, exactly. Well, then there's like fishing from a boat, fishing from shore. I mean, that all differs too. So you give information, you know, you can lead them to the water, but yeah, yeah, whether or not they drink it or drink yeah. it the right way. Yep, yep, exactly the difference. But um, yeah, we started chatting over um, Zoom, and we're like, yeah, let's get started. Let's do this. And uh, I think just one night because we we're kind of like, eh, and then we're like. Hop on Zoom. We're gonna start this bitch, and we just hit enter, and we're like, "Hey, welcome to the podcast." <laughs> yeah, we're like, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> exactly. No, you had some. He he had some experience doing a podcast for Ellensburg Angler. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. and there it was kind of like okay. a specific show, and then so I kind of caught on. It took me a little bit to get on to that with Kyle. Has that journalist background, and mm-hmm. um, and so I'm like, well. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here, but well, I'll chat. It, but I'll go for it. Yeah. yeah, and so once it's just like riding a bike. Eventually, you you know take the training wheels off, and I start. I mean, some podcasts Kyle can't even talk. I'm like, just blah 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 yeah, firing exactly. questions, and he's like, man, at the beginning, he's like, you would never do this. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And it, it's changed. And I'm sure you guys have you know have had the same thing where it's like in the oh, beginning, sure. you know, we used to stress like, oh, we're getting so and so on the podcast. We were like stressing out all day, yeah. and now we're like. <laughs> Do you have any questions for this guy? And I was like, no, not really. He's like, all right, we're just gonna free ball it because, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of how we like to do it because we just like the like the conversation, yeah. do whatever. I mean, obviously, we you know we have an outline of what we kind of want to hit, but um, yeah, we don't stress it out anymore. We just kind of go with the flow. We're comfortable. We've had some <laughs> decently big names on the podcast. I feel yeah. like in the outdoor industry, and we're like, yeah, we're just or people that know people. I people mean, that there's know a lot people. of connections yeah. in the fishing world. I've listened to like maybe like. 15 or you guys podcast uh-huh. Uh-huh. through like maybe not all the way through but just like listening to them yeah and uh now i mean there's like a lot of people that have a ton of connections yeah, yeah. through yeah. the industry that know this guy or that gal or this person went through this business mm-hmm. so you guys are way connected yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's <laughs> the biggest things you realize how small the industry is too yeah it, mm-hmm. it's, it's how much everybody fast. knows each other yeah yeah, yeah. it's crazy because like even though i'm down in washington like i mean the connection between um that we built between podcasting um and like the people we know but also like the guides like we have guides that guide on the yakima and they come up and they're like a king's guide you know in this the summertime and that person knows that person we pulled this guy on our podcast and he's like hey i I know that guy i'm a guide with him in alaska when i go up for this three weeks of my king season and that guy knows a guy on the op and that guy mm-hmm. knows a guy down in Nevada, and you're like, man, all these people, like he said, yeah. you just connect. And you mm-hmm. start this growth. Yeah. And we've had people, like, we've had some guests on the podcast that, you know, 
we've sent them business or something and then mm-hmm. he's got a connection to an outfit somewhere else so we can get in contact with that person so not only can they be a guest on the podcast but now you know we have a contact there so whenever i go there like when i was down in um in oregon in april i was fishing down there a guy we got on the podcast that i had met knows another guy who was a guide down there hooked me up with him he showed us the ropes we had a great week down there but without the podcast we never would have met that guy yeah. so it's yeah. all about the industry I went totally. down. I went down there on a uh, steelheading trip in Oregon. The guy just hit me up, and he's like, "Yeah, you want to come down for a free trip?" I was like, "Sure, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll come down and fish." He's, and we just chatted and <clears throat> did some fishing. So it's kind of cool. Not that that's what we're in it for, you know. We just loved conversations, but yeah, yeah it's that, cool. That's just way it goes. Um, yeah. The coolest thing about this space is that it connects you with other just really rad people. Yeah, yeah. you know. Sure. Yep that just want to share their loves and passions, what they're doing with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like you said, you got a free trip out of it. The dude didn't take you. He took you because you love fishing and is that me? Yeah. Oh, it's my wife too. Come on, boo. You know where oh, I'm she heard you. Talking about that closer, closer again. <laughs> Are you telling people I scratched you? <laughs> oh, she'd be so mad. If She's got this place mic'd up. Oh, yeah. There's a camera somewhere. She did come here last night and got an order yeah. for. Oh, shit. That's yeah, what she did. The, She's putting those mics up. I think it's right there in the sheep skull. Yeah, it's oh, in the sheep right. skull. Yes, there it is. Where's the there camera? Is. Yeah. And that one's got an extra hole in it right yeah. there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you, get, you just have such a cool yeah. opportunity to connect with people. Yeah. And then. To connect with people through other people like it just it's it just spawns yeah you know and grows and then it it just then it's there forever mm-hmm. yeah. i mean unless you cut yourself off and you don't want to be part of it anymore yeah. but I mean, once you get to this level of starting to connect and and then now you got these phone numbers and emails yeah. and, you know uh accounts through social media it's yeah. just keeps on going and you don't want to i mean it's kind of like a high Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it feels good to like be connected with all these people and talk to them and reach out and yeah. s- recommend someone else to something and oh mm-hmm. thanks man appreciate that mm-hmm. and yeah. just the, the human connection and the social interaction and connection for me personally I feel so good about because when COVID hit it just separated human beings yep. and it created a divide and all of a sudden people weren't as like you know kind to each other or as cordial um, but in this space like we started this out of post covid and like mm-hmm. we had never had a person come in here wear a mask or not want to come in here because it was covid yeah. like everybody just came in here and just wanted to be normal yeah and it was like it's a space hell yes dude like we're just getting back to normal here yeah you know and the one thing so growing up i did you know competitive sports and stuff so mm-hmm. i always thought like everything's pretty much competitive in life which is it is in some ways sure oh, yeah. and so when i hopped on to the doing this podcast survival with, of the fittest with, right yeah i was like mm-hmm. oh we're gonna be like competition with other podcasts i was like oh like this is you're gonna have to like try to beat out for views or whatever mm-hmm. but 
it was like not that way at all it's the opposite you know? yeah you're yeah. like hey what's up guys and they're like hey and, and you're you know let's meet up let's do this and yeah now look at us we're sitting here <laughs> you would have never expected this you know if you came to me when we first started they're like you go on another podcast i'd be like oh, i don't think so i don't know yeah but now we're sitting here conversating oh and it's yeah. great no stress no yeah. pressure no no one's nervous not exactly. at all oh, we're just chatting, as comfortable man. as it gets right yeah. exactly those <laughs> first like, like 20 though oh yeah it, it, <laughs> always so very stressful yeah yeah, yeah. Well, you just don't know what you're doing, yeah. so you're ju mm -hmm. just trying to wing it every time. Then, if you have a big guest in, then you're like, "Oh shit, I got to have this like really structured agenda and questions yeah. and all this mm -hmm. stuff to go." And you realize that once you sit down and get comfortable, have a few beers, some salmon, yeah. you're like, "Oh, we're just people having a conversation." <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we all like to talk, so That's this should work out good. Yeah. That's super cool to see too. Like you, some of the, you're like, man, this guy has a stressful job. He's running a company. Maybe, uh, yep. Like we had uh, Jason Phelps on, and I was like, we're, yeah. we're kind of like, oh man, this is a this is a big learning <laughs> for us. Yeah. And he was just like most chillest, laid back guy, mm -hmm. and super super nice guy. And he, it's just, it, it's really cool that he took two hours out of his night mm -hmm. to, you know, he could be spending with family, but he came and gave us a chance to chat with him, and it ended up being awesome we yeah. haven't released that one yet so you're gonna spoil it okay one. i was about oh, to say cool. like, I, didn't wild see that. I didn't see that yeah. on the uh, that's a big one yeah, yeah that was cool he's a he's a super rad guy if he's ever up here you guys should try to yeah. In here. yeah yeah to hook us up yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah we'll connect you well and to your point you know and we've talked about this a lot and you know a lot of our listeners have heard this but it's a community yeah. oh yeah you know uh, um and in alaska it's a little bit smaller Mm -hmm. the podcast space you know you might go to some other states california washington mm -hmm. texas you know there's probably a bazillion of them and i don't know how competitive they are in their markets mm -hmm. but there is no competitive um dynamic at, at all mm -hmm. it's 100 percent supportive um in fact uh dave may um he's with uh, bha's uh volunteer mm -hmm. he's going to start a podcast nice um and uh it's pretty much a, it's what he does for for work and he didn't really quite elaborate on what exactly all that is something about like government contracts and some stuff and he's like it's really boring shit but i really want to like change the narrative on what yeah. it is and try to shed some light on it i don't anticipate it's going to be like huge and take off but he basically was asking like hey would you be guys cool with giving me some pointers mm -hmm. and i'm like well we're definitely not an expert but you know we've been doing it for a couple of years and we've got some suggestions so we start yeah. got to chatting and you know he asked a few good questions and he's like man I, I was surprised that you were so you know forthcoming and transparent about some of this i'm like well what do i got to yeah exactly. hide? i mean what do i, I mean no. what do, i mean you want to come in and shadow and watch a podcast and see how we do it please yeah. come have a beer and sit on the couch and hang out like yeah. it isn't like we're 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 uh fighting for sponsorships and, yeah. and views and and likes and shit on you know yeah. youtube it's we're just all in it together and here to support each other so sure. i'm glad you realized that that you saw that that it yeah. is the community isn't that way in podcast yeah mm -hmm. you know yeah and i and i think it also along with those lines is People can be in your podcast and your podcast and your podcast. Like, I listen to 20 podcasts. Yep. Yep. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, I'm just loyal to these guys. <laughs> you know, I'm only going to listen to theirs. Yeah, There's yeah. just so much other stuff going on. Well, it's like it's like listening to music. 
Mm-hmm. You listen to enough hip hop, you're like, oh man, I'm ready to shift the country. I'm ready to shift the rock. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You know, at some point you're just like, man, I'm just, I need a change up, right? And it's, you know, you can listen to Joe Rogan and, and Meat Eater and uh, awesome podcasts, like yeah. the best of the best of the best, right? Probably a lot of us inspired by those guys. Yeah. But you eventually get kind of just burnt out listening to them mm-hmm. or. Not them, just the style or the topics yeah. or whatever it is. You need to switch it up and listen to something else. Exactly. And so I got a, a coworker who's been listening to us a lot, mm-hmm. and he it, he's been you know listening to music. He's like, man, I've been listening to podcasts. I love it. He's been giving me feedback for like three weeks. Mm-hmm. Finally, he comes to me today. He's like, man, I found this snowboarding one. And he was talking about um, uh, what's the badass mountain in Washington? Um, Rainier? No. Baker. 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 Yeah, okay. like some history in the, the lodges and stuff there. Oh, okay. And he was just like, man, I was like, I really wouldn't have even thought about looking for uh, this podcast had I not listened to yours. Gotcha. And I'm like, oh, that really made me feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it inspired sure. him to start listening to other podcasts, which is yeah. what you should do because there's a million yeah. of them and there's something for everybody. Yeah. You want to talk sure. about old Chevy trucks. You want to talk about fishing, murder cases, unsolved mysteries, yep, yep, yep. hunting. Fi- I mean, you name it. There's something out there for you. So if Alaska Wall Project's not it, or it is for a little bit, there's other things. Listen to yeah. Young Guides. Listen to Mediator. Whatever. I don't know. know if you guys do it too. Like I'll listen to one for a while, and then I'm like, oh, I'm gonna listen to something else. Yeah. But then I'll come back to that one. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I'll scroll back. I'm like, oh, I like that guy. Let me try this one mm-hmm. out again. It just seems like you kind of like. And I also wonder too. I don't know if you guys have noticed, like when you look at your, your statistics or whatever. If you guys have, um, yeah. and it's like, all right, well, these are like peak times where people are listening, and then yeah. sometimes yeah. like come like, um, September. Mm-hmm. Actually, I want to say before that, it's like peaks because people are like downloading. A bunch of podcasts before they yep. go where there's no signal yeah mm-hmm. and then you won't get anything it's like and you'll see like a drop mm-hmm. yep. during peak like yep. fishing time or peak like yep. hunting time or stuff like exactly. that or like christmas weirdly it's like you'll either get a spike or like a drop oh, well, people are traveling so yeah. they want to download stuff and listen to it on the airplane yep yep yeah yeah, yeah we're in that right now that. for sure that's the problem is like we we grind all fall winter you know and then we hit springtime and summer and we're like oh man we're back on the river like i don't have time to sit down and do a two-hour podcast because i gotta go um, Mm -hmm. get all my stuff rigged up and ready for the next day or whatever so that that gets hard and we noticed that last year and we're we're trying to get better at um just just chatting um, engagement engagement and just like chatting about maybe things we're doing throughout the day or where we're doing things um, the way we're doing things. And so we're hoping maybe we can get some shorter episodes through the summer because yeah. last mm-hmm. year we had the engagement just dropped during the summer. Yeah. It's, it's not because they don't want to listen. It's just because we don't have that content to put out. So well, I also yeah. think like the people that are checking into your guys is yeah. Stu for probably big time fishermen, mm-hmm. or people that are new and then summertime they're fishing. Exactly. Uh, yep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Not listening so like, to podcasts. Yeah. yeah exactly. So like yeah. you'll lead up like for example, like when I first started getting into sheep hunting, I just absorbed so much information. I was watching every YouTube video, <laughs> yeah. listening to every podcast and all that stuff leading up until, you know, August seventh or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then 100%. after I went, it was Ghosted. like that's it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, and then the next year, yeah. you know, again I was like, All right, well it's it's 
it's July, it's July. It's about to be August. I'm going to start like remembering and like look at tips and listen to all this stuff. Yeah. So I think you'll get those like waves. Yeah. Yeah. In your thing. Well, like the winter time, you know, people are time flies. So they're going to throw a podcast on. Yeah. Perfect time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, watching. So. Yeah. And thanks guys, man, for that. Um, my son meant to tell you guys, thank you too. Um, Cause he did a science project with the tie mm-hmm. flying and you guys helped out um, giving us some information on that stuff. Sure. And we're willing to do the, uh, facetime and all that stuff and then you posted some videos and mm-hmm. and full circle we actually caught some fish nice. with his russian river flies oh really awesome. yeah wow, when we went on father's awesome, day nice i was so like perfect. yeah right. so that's me my awesome. dad and him are all using the flies that he tied and that's he's awesome, just like so stoked like he ended up getting one in like the second cast and i was like yeah it's because the fly you tied <laughs> yeah <laughs> heck yeah that's awesome yeah it was really really Congrats. really really cool that's super rewarding so, but I think you're right. Like, fly time time is like winter time, right? Yeah. yeah. Cold, not a lot to do. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah, unless you're fishing like willow and you're losing you know, 20, 30 flies a day. Uh, <laughs> sitting, yeah, in my, sitting in my trailer. Oh, last week I was sitting outside. We got a canopy over a bench. Uh-huh. And I didn't want to sit inside the trailer because it was nice out. But the bugs are so bad this year. <laughs> so, I'm sitting at the bench tying flies. I've got, a, I've got my thermocell on one side and I got a coil on the other. And my wife's standing around me with the electric racket, like, bam, bam, bam like, like whacking all the mosquitoes. I'm sitting there trying to tie flies as fast as I can to get back inside the trailer before it gets too late. Oh, that's so, funny. Yeah. So how many episodes you guys got now? 100-something, right? No. Mm. Well, it, let me we, see, actually. I thought I pulled pull, it up. pull it up. Pull it up. We should know, but we don't. We, uh. We have a lot of like what we call bonus content, so you know, short. They're like a minute or yeah, thirty seconds. Yeah, like that one's seventeen minutes. That's yeah, episode sixty nine. But then you got a bonus one that's four or five minutes long. Oh, you don't number them. So, uh, oh, some they of are. Them we do. Some oh, some of them, of them are. Oh, there's no, no, bonus those, those ones. Like bonus ones are not numbered. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And with our website, it only does like the newer episodes, so you can't go back all the way through. Okay, so it only will hold, hold a, 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 some of them. Yeah. Who are you guys using for um like distribute distribution? What company d- puts it out? Uh, Spotify. Spotify okay. for podcasters. Okay. Used okay. to be called Anchor. Oh, okay. So Anchor went to Spotify. Yep. Now I heard because we do a video version, mm-hmm. and it only goes video on YouTube. But for Spotify, they're doing video too, but you have to be part of theirs, part of theirs mm-hmm. which gotcha. is kind of a bummer because mm-hmm. we'd love to have our video version on our Spotify. We got a lot of listen- listeners on Spotify, mm-hmm. yeah, but they won't take your. You can't pigeonhole to that oh, though. Gotcha. And we kind of don't want to leave Podbean. We do our stuff through Podbean, mm-hmm. yeah. um, because they've been so great to us, and it's been really well, and then awesome. You can be you can be diversified, you know, you can be an Apple pod, Spotify, yep. YouTube. So, yeah. you know, the video version is a game changer too. For sure. For editing. Daniel can tell you about that. Well, it adds a lot to it. The downloading, the space, it just like a video version is a next level. Mm-hmm. But it gives you um, a different, um, a different lane of audience. Mm-hmm. So you'll have your people that listen on Spotify. Obviously yep. you have your majority of people that, for us that listen on Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get some from Google and some from Amazon and iHeart or whatever. And then you have your own like YouTube yep. people. That's just like totally separate. Yeah. Um, which Sometimes is, Sometimes they're just like YouTubers and they don't do anything else, but YouTube because YouTube can give them the visual and the audio yeah. combo. Yeah. You know, some people want to watch it or not watch it, but they'll put it on a TV or, yeah. or a, a tablet or a phone. 
let it rip and then if they have the video version in front mm-hmm. and we're talking about something we throw it up on the tv screen they can go oh cool rewind it back and then watch yep. what we were talking about yeah. and so it gives them that like combo you guys have a youtube oh uh, we do we were just throwing just like audios up there we didn't have any video or anything i mean we record video with our zoom because it does audio and video but we've <laughs> never we've never done that before it's probably us like not not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, no, I was thinking no. some oh, of yeah, the tie yeah. flying stuff. I know you mm-hmm. put it on Instagram, mm-hmm. yeah, and all that. But yeah, we were doing fly tying tutorials for a while. But again, it's a time thing of you know setting everything up and then filming it and then editing it. Just kind of ran out of time with it, uploading it. Yeah, yeah. But I, I wanted to ask you about because you said you had like the fall off uh, for time and availability to do the to do the pod. So. Are you able to get ahead of it, or do you guys just kind of go through a little drought where it's just like, hey, we're just not available to do the work? Yeah. And hey, like essentially, a like young guy's podcast is under construction for a couple of months. <laughs> yeah. we'll, exactly, we'll be back in October. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we you know? tried. We tried this year to get it to where we you know we were. We were going like three or four weeks in advance. Yeah. Okay. But mm-hmm. then we kind of like got grind. Yeah, and kind of like what you guys were saying, you know, recording an extra podcast every week or every other mm-hmm. week, and then, you know, things get busy and trying to coordinate schedules. Guests can't can't show up. Oh you know, yeah, maybe something so hard. Yeah, we can't yeah. show up. Um, but yeah, we tried to be ahead this year, and kind of like what Keaton was saying last year when we had our dry spell, we'd like to have something that we can throw in there. But you know, we just we've been so busy we can't yeah. stick with it. So our four weeks turn into three weeks, turn into two weeks, turns into a week, turns <laughs> into a bonus episode every week. Yeah, but yeah. just trying to stay relevant and engaged is, is our biggest thing. Yeah, being consistent is probably the most important thing. I don't think like our our listeners will get like full episodes like they were. But this summer, I'm really hoping to be like, hey, this is how the Yakima's fishing. Mm-hmm. You know, check this out. How this how we do it. Here's how you should try it good luck you know yeah. kind of pushing that kind of content or maybe just chats like we might throw a podcast out when we're going pike fishing tomorrow and mm-hmm. we're fishing you can hear the lines ripping in the background and we're sure. s- screaming yeah. at the phone yeah. so that it can <laughs> kind of come through yeah you know and an eagle screeches over yeah know? yeah so no that's, that's a cool fun. kind of a fun and unique yeah. way to do it yeah, like one of those bonus episodes i threw up about a month ago was with uh my bu- other buddy it was kyle and uh meets the prerequisite exactly exactly we were uh we were hunting brown bears this spring (laughs) and we had just seen a brown bear through the spotter so i'm like pull up my phone pull up the audio record and just recorded like you know us just talking about okay how are we going to plan this stock do we think we can get to this bear tonight you know what we're looking at just four or five minutes of just that and Mm -hmm. that, that was it yeah. Just just to kind of get stoked going for listeners and, you know, yeah. talk through, you know, how we're setting up our game plan, just something short. And it's so easy on your phone. Like we went on Monday to the Russian and we got a few photos, a few videos. But today I'm like, dang, I really got to take videos and photos <laughs> and document this. And it's so easy. It's like, it was like, why, why, why didn't I on Monday? Yeah. I, I just yeah. got to do your it. Phone's right in your pocket. Well, you're, exactly. you're pumped, man. You want to, yeah, <clears throat> you want to fish, you want to yeah. just get going and, you know, and Daniel's the best about that. He's mm. good at like taking a second and getting this damn phone out. Yeah. Getting a photo or a video or something. But once you get in that mode of like 
the, the kill mode or the catch mode or whatever uh, it is. You're yeah. just like, I'm not trying to pull nothing out. I'm in the, I got I'm on a mission. I got to yep. get this done. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But you know, in your heart, you're like, oh, man, this content's so sick. I yeah. should be getting it documented. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Quick picture. Somebody yeah. get yep. their phone out. I'm too busy. I'm fishing. Exactly. <laughs> like today, I, since this, we were down <laughs> our second time this week, I like pulled out my phone. I pressed record. And I go back to watch the video of me trying to net one of his sockeyes, and it's the camera is just bouncing. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just terrible, and I'm right? like, oh, this uh, is going to give someone motion sickness. <laughs> yeah. Didn't uh, turn out what you Falling over a rock and trying to catch you're myself. Yeah. Like, Shit. Yeah. I missed the net. I'm like, Kyle, delete that video. We can't post that. <laughs> I'm a guide. You can't be good. <laughs> exactly. You're going to embarrass me. <laughs> my, uh, my wife today, there was a guy sitting down next to us, and. I can't remember how it came up, but she's like, yeah, my husband's a guide. And later on, I'm like, don't tell people I'm a guide. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. messing up all these net jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's ever going to want to book with me. Yeah, anyway. what guide service? Yeah, we're yeah. not going there. Exactly. But like, I mean, we all do it. Like, you, you, oh, yeah. No I matter mean, how yeah. often you do it, you're going to have like you a get day excited. And, I mean, you're not perfect, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. And the Those fish isn't just sitting still for oh, you. Oh, exactly. The socks are, are slippery. <laughs> They're like, oh, we man. had a different, we had a basket net the other day, and it's like, floop. <laughs> way out and it's like I thought you netted it and he's like well it's a basket net it's only like two feet deep and they're just, <laughs> just slipping just aside for him yeah so oh. we came back today prepared and we we're just like yeah these guys aren't going anywhere it's yeah to the freezer yeah. you've awesome. been good about putting content though on your guys's yeah. page for yeah. sure yeah we've been oh, trying. yeah you post yeah, a lot it's great yeah especially Instagram we've really oh yeah are the reels on Instagram is that well mm. I feel like mm. is our kind of bread and butter yeah mm -hmm. you know finding a relevant audio. And then, you know, throwing up a video of something like uh, a mouse eat, a uh, trout eating a mouse or that um, that silver eating the popper on top, just something quick like that. You know, mm -hmm. people, again, they're not always engaged all the time. People are flipping through their phone. They need something quick. They need something relevant that's going to pop up in their feed. So working the... Um, the algorithms mm -hmm. and yep. doing that. And oh yeah. That and we really, I enjoy that aspect of it, you know, spend five, 10 minutes editing a reel, come up with a caption, oh, yeah. some hashtags, throw oh, it yeah, up the there. song, the it. song. Yeah. Yeah. Get a good song. <laughs> yeah, to oh, it. yeah. Yeah. You yeah. could geek out on doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's dangerous because now you can schedule stuff on Instagram. So I'm just on my yeah. downtime. Just gonna create all these videos, <laughs> schedule them out every day. Oh, you can do that. Yeah. 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 Oh, so you don't have to like, go every day and do it you can just set it up yep. and leave it exactly you could set oh, a time for it to come out yeah oh that's slick mm -hmm. you know and one of our most popular oh, like, reels is like literally kyle just kicking a raft over an edge and it's just like right into the water that was like way back that was probably last winter yeah um yeah that was i did a fly out trip western alaska and it was yeah, just me literally just in slow motion kicking a raft down off the tundra yeah and uh, I think you guys have a lot. It of just blew yeah, up, yeah. though, huh? Yeah, it blew up. The simplest shit blows up. I love the 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 photo from today, dude. Oh yeah, yeah, that was great. Mm -hmm. Super, oh, super fun. Don't let it jump out. Don't let it jump out. I got it. I got it. <laughs> there was a uh, so that one that you were just on there, Daniel. Uh, that one that that was a mouse eat from last week. I uh, it was, yeah, wait for him to take it completely before you set it. Let him really get it in his mouth. I like the background tunes. Yep. Bam. Yeah. See, and then that's working. Yeah, wait for that's working the, uh, the gorgeous Yeah. Let him really get it in his mouth. You need to go to Sims fly fishing. Uh, oh, you got to go to Sims. Um, 
Kyle got a video up on Sims on their Instagram. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah, it's check it out. Very check similar. Very similar to that one where you know the mouse eats it and misses it, but kind of going like that song right now is super popular on Instagram. Okay. So if I use that song in that video, it'll pop up in people's feeds more. In the, in the algorithm. In the algorithm, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's a big thing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they're on Sims. I got a couple followers. Just a couple. <laughs> Just a few. <laughs> so it, oh, holy shit, look at that. That, that, one, that one right, right there. there. This one? Yep. Oh, yeah, some uh, Fleetwood Mac. Right? Watch this. Right there. <laughs> Woo! That, that video, oh, as boom. of yesterday, had 460,000 views. Wow. wow. What What's that on the log right there, Kyle? Oh, yeah. Okay. So you see that thing right where your cr- yeah, yeah, cursor yeah. is? So after we missed him on the mouse, I swung a, a, llama, a Dalai Lama back through there, and I got snagged on that thing. And I thought it was a stick. I waited out there. That's a dead moose. Oh. It's a calf moose, and those are its legs sticking up. Oh, wow. And that yeah, trout. Yeah, you can uh, see it. Yeah, that, that trout was there. He's sitting under there, and I think he was eating that moose. Oh, I was just stuck just, there on the log. Just eating flesh. Just eating flesh. off. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, wow. Different yeah. breed up here. Yeah, totally That's different. just awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. That's such a cool little kicker there on that story. Yeah. Badass, dude. Yeah, it's crazy those reels can get <laughs> a lot of views. They're either like they just fall on their face or they just blow up. They're yep. like, wow, this thing's out of control, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, talking to, to Lowell from... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I listened to that podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, he... He posted a, a reel and he said like his most popular reel was just like a four second videos of guys using his packs walking through a swamp with a moose on it. And, and there was nothing to it. And that was his most popular reel that mm-hmm. he's posted. Yeah. Some of them. I mean, you, I've done intricate stuff where I'm there for like 30 minutes <laughs> yeah. splicing and cutting and be the doing it to the ever. beat. You know what I'm saying? So it changes right on the drum and nothing. And then you do some stupid one. Just like someone like falling in the water, and yeah. just like everyone yeah. likes it. Exactly. You know what I noticed too is that like anytime we post, like I, I love um, making like pepperoni and stuff, and you post like you're you're grinding up some meat, and it's like two views. You're like <laughs> you're like, dude, I'm definitely getting blocked by someone here. Yeah. They don't oh, want yeah. that like. Oh, oh yeah. they want that graphic yeah. shit being nah. shown or something. Have you have you guys heard of the the Northern Hunter podcast? They're based out of Fairbanks. They're a little bit. They're a newer podcast. They just started Mm-mm. this last spring winter. There's uh, three dudes up there. They uh, one of them's a guide, and the other ones are just you know got guys that hunt and fish up here in Alaska. And they've been having some issues. It sounds like listen to their podcast about being canceled or or just or shadow banned. And so they're not they're not able to grow their following. Their posts aren't getting out as much because of the content they've been posting. Just too graphic in nature. I, I guess they're just promoting um, promoting. There's been bear hunting and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, you got to kind of like. Uh, unfortunately, in this game, you have to um, you have to sacrifice some of your. Uh, so a bunch of northern hunter. I think it's yeah. I think it's the yeah. northern hunters. What it does. You have to sacrifice some of your like organic stuff. There it is, right oh. there. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, because I like I've had a hell of a run on some bears in mm-hmm. the last like two three years, yeah. and we don't put like you won't see any photos of them. 
Yeah. You don't see any, I got some awesome content, videos and photos and kill shots and all kinds of cool shit, but you'll never see any of them because if we post it, I hate to, I hate to submit to the, the world of like, Mm -hmm. they hate this shit. So we're not going to put it out there. And so we're like, Oh, we don't want to piss anybody off. But the reality is, is it's just the negative backlash is just not worth what it, what it does. Well, see, that's, Jesus. I think that's what their issue is, is that, you know, they post a lot of bear hunting stuff, bear baiting tips, mm-hmm. bear hunting tips. And I think that's a, one of their, yeah. you know, the no, no one, no one's cool with that. And but, you know, their podcast is great. They have, they give out so much great information and it's, nice. a, it's kind of a bummer that their information doesn't get out there. Yeah. That's too yeah, bad. That's too man. bad that they're you think they would, oh, in this. Sorry. You think they build like channels, you know, like. Oh, I'm gonna. This yeah, person yeah. is kind of liking this content. We're gonna push this content to that person. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's enough people. I mean, I know in like Washington, they get a ton of hunting license and fishing license sales. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, there could be a like a edit to that algorithm where it's yeah. like, oh, this guy's into this. Like, boom, here's this whole crowd that's also yeah. into well, that. Yeah. Instead of just like blocking it from everybody. Tiana, Tiana and her brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing something like that, yeah. building another space that you could shift to to help promote or share your photos and content and all that. Yeah. And I don't mm-hmm. know that. Yeah, but that's tough. I mean, you're, I mean, you're there's, throwing there's people to download Instagram. a whole another app, yeah. start a whole another thing where it's like, man, we're just starting enough just to get one thing out a day on Instagram. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, yeah. So I, um, I was just like scrolling through and I found this app called Go Wild. Mm-hmm. and that's like a it's like an outdoorsman app and so you post stuff and it, it's very um supportive like i had i don't see a lot of negative stuff surprisingly um and i don't know if they're just good at trimming that out but um like people post their bears and you're know, like oh a bunch of people will comment and be like nice bear and it's cool because you can be like you can um they have a trophy setting and so they'll judge you put in like um, like I put in a couple of trout that I caught and I was like, it was like 21 inches. I caught it in this area. Um, this is kind of the, the fish it was. And they'll be like, okay, you get 200 points for that. And so you kind of oh, build okay. up, you can go to people's profile and be like, okay, oh, this guy, points. yeah, this guy's really getting after it or this guy, Hey, you know, he's newer. Maybe this guy okay. It's yeah. pretty cool. It's fun to mess around on. I'm not on it all the time. Go so, wild. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, I think it's go wild. Let me check. Let me I'm check. gonna put Brandon on that one. Yeah, it's it's fun. <laughs> got my hands full with the other ones. Very sure. Yeah, I'll be all over it. Um, how'd you guys' uh, trivia game? Uh, oh, is it Alaska trivia? It's Jack's trivia. Oh, you never know what that's gonna be. I don't know. I don't well, we're gonna find yeah, out. Go yeah, we'll find out. Go wild. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come back with Jack's trivia. All right. See, uh, good. who knows what. Big Ray's The Alaskan Outfitter, committed to outfitting Alaskans across the state since 1947. Whether you're a recreator, parent, guide, or corporate buyer, Big Ray's has the gear you need tailored for Alaska's harsh conditions. At Big Ray's, you'll find brands like Carhartt, Grundens, Darn Tough, FXD, Okiware, and more. Big Ray's is your one-stop shop for both outdoor gear and rugged work attire. Check out their new exclusive line of durable but affordable waders, inspired by and named after the majestic Aralic River in remote western Alaska. 
The Aralek Wader was designed by Alaskans and proven for the diverse waters of the last frontier. Visit Big Rays at any of their five locations statewide, two in Anchorage, two in Fairbanks, one in Kodiak, or check them out online at BigRays.com. Tailored Restoration, helping Alaskans turn disasters into new beginnings since 1972. Their 24-hour services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, and repairs. Tailored built its reputation with years of committed and reliable service to the community with innovative restoration and home remodeling. When you have an unexpected home issue at the most improbable time, Tailored has an emergency response number with trained professionals available to help you anytime, day or night. Tailored Restoration has locations to serve you in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu or Fairbanks. Give them a call at 907-344-1239 or make an appointment today at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and Overlander products. If you want to customize your vehicle, talk to the team at Total Truck where you'll find their expertise along with top brands such as ARE, RSI Smart Caps, Goose Gear, Eye Camper, Front Runner, Rigid Lights, Rhino Lining Bed Liners, and everything you need to outfit your truck or SUV. Want to turn your truck into a sleeping option? They have rooftop tents, custom camping equipment, electronics, and solar energy packages to keep you powered up deep in the backcountry. Stop by their store location on Dowling between the new and old Seward Highway or check them out at TotalTruckAK.com. Now this oh. this um, let's do this. Don't get nervous. Now. Trivia music Kyle, is not. We we have been saying that all this stuff is ours, but the trivia music's not. I found that somewhere, somewhere in the internet sphere. Internet sphere. Keaton got all red. I'm nervous, man. I was all right until the tunes came on. <laughs> Some shit out of like shit. fucking unsolved mysteries right here. Dude. <laughs> all right. What's well, up? Because so we had another song. Or we tried different ones, but if you once you put stuff on YouTube, like it gets flagged if yeah. it's someone else owns it or whatever. Mm-hmm. This one didn't get flagged, so we're like, all right, yeah, we'll stick with this one. Originally, we had like the. Uh, it was like a game show. like upbeat. Like Mario. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And then this is now. Future. Yeah, yeah. Futuristic. Get in the zone. X Files. Yeah, exactly. All right. So per Jack Lau, king of trivia, couldn't be with us tonight. The first documented fishing knot. What was it and when? So I'm going to give you guys a little information okay. here. Okay, okay. You sure that's not the answer? Because uh, <laughs> that's what he'll do. Yeah, I was looking at it the way he had it worded here. So the first uh, fishing knot and what? The date? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's that's the question. I'm going to go ahead and leave it at that. Okay. I could elaborate more, but we're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it real hard to go. Yeah. First documented fishing knot. What was it? So what was the knot, and what year was it invented? Is is there also a location on where that was at too? Uh, no. Just the knot and the the year. Okay. 
But I feel like there's a little bit to that. So okay, pro- we'll proceed. Okay. Kyle, so, you're going to go. So yeah, you're, already, yeah. you're already going. Your I, gears are turning. I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's somewhere in like Japan or oh, some, somewhere oh, in, down there because you know, that's where think. Tenkara started. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. And I want to say it was in like. Wow. Oh no! No no, yeah I'll stick with that, and I'll say it was in. 1434. Oh, specific. <laughs> oh, so oh, where it originated or what type of knot? Oh, well, the, oh on the knot. I'm just yeah, gonna, what do you think the I'm knot gonna was? I'm going to say it was like the... The first documented fishing knot. What was it? <laughs> They're going to run out of music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We'll just keep it ripping. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. What was the knot called and when was it invented? I'm going to say the fisherman's knot. Mm. Well... What was the date you said? 14? 1434. Yeah, 14, it's got to age back a little bit. I'm thinking like a, a slip, like a, sl- a simple slip knot or, you know, or um, what's the one that you twist around and pull through? Fisherman's clinch. knot. Clinch. Yeah, clinch knot. And I'm going to say, I'm going to go up 1,000, 1534. Wow. Okay. That's 100. Or 100, sorry. <laughs> hey, I'm a fishing guy, not a math genius, all right? I'm going to go with the a lot knot. <laughs> That's my favorite knot. Yeah. That is that knot never never comes out. Never comes the out. You will not lose that. Okay. The a lot knot. The problem with the a lot knot is, is when you go to untie it, you have to no, cut, you have to it, cut it. Cut it. Yep. No. It's it one time use. Yep. <laughs> and I'm gonna say 800 Ooh. AD for the date. Now remember, gentlemen, we have a documented fishing knot. Okay. So the, there was knots invented probably before this, yeah. but documented. Like, this is a officially going in the books as a fishing knot. Gotcha. Crazy. You're still going with, like, caveman type shit? Is that what you're going 800 with? 800 AD? <laughs> Jesus was a fisherman. No, I know. I'm just, like, <laughs> I'm exaggerating the fact that he No, he was a carpenter, but his buddies were fishermen. Yeah. Yeah, he built houses He did walk shit. on water, right? Yeah. Yep. All right. So the I'm first wrong. knot <laughs> was documented in 1886. Oh, which damn. is kind of crazy, right? Yeah, it's pretty late. 1886. Really, yeah. That's like, like the Western days. Yeah. yeah. By H. Uh, what? <sighs> Cole, Cole Pinnell. Okay. In modern improvements in fishing tackle and fish hooks, the turtle knot. Wow. was named after Major William Greer Turtle, who was an English soldier and fisherman from the 19th century, never claimed ownership for this knot that bears his name in the year 1986. The turtle knot. There it is. Oh, wow. Do you guys even tie that thing? Nope. Not one bit. Have you, know, turtle <laughs> have you even heard of it? Nope. No. I go around. There's the double the turtle. Hold, hold tight, There's know? the double turtle. Oh, the double T. Double T. That, the double turtle. That looks like a lot of complicated shit going on. It just yeah. goes through the loop one time. Have you ever rabbit hole? Like, if there's a knot video on, dude, <clears throat> or like one of those videos where they take like, I'm going to turn this anchor into a knife from like 1827. Yeah, <laughs> dude, yeah. I'll just sit there for like 20 minutes and just watch. Yeah, the knot one, and I never learn how to do the knot. Yeah. I have a knot book. And I haven't yet learned one knot from it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You just need Everyone to know one knot. Just the, the a lot. The a lot. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's got that. They go into the 
<laughs> into the fishing store. They buy a little pamphlet book. They put it in their fishing jacket and uh-huh. never leaves that pocket. Never. Oh, yeah. you tell yeah. if you're listening to this and you pull it out of your pocket, you need to let me know because <laughs> I have not met one yet. Just all crusty, almost like. Is it you, Kyle? No. Becomes That's one with gonna, the vest. It's gonna stop that bullet right there. In my <laughs> there you go. It's, oh, it's insulation. Nice. Yeah, exactly. It's insulation. <laughs> The bullet right. tip might poke through, but just like exactly. just give you a, like a just bruise. A yeah. Oh, speaking of a bruise, oh, I snapped a snapped a line off today on the Russian. Boom! Right in my calf. Oh, wait, so away the weight to the calf. The split oh, shot yeah. came. Oh, yeah, we got a little pencil head. Yeah. Oh, oh man, dude, so one time, Yikes. you guys, one time. I'm coming out of the Russian. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing trivia. Coming out of the Russian, and this dude is hurting. Right? He's like, mm. you tell he's injured, something's wrong. He's walking still, and but he's like stiff, and he's like kind of doing this with his neck. And we just drop out of the parking lot, and he's coming out with his group. And I'm like, "You okay, bro?" And he's like, "No, I'm mean, head to the emergency room." And I'm like, "Oh shit! Like, what's up?" And he turns around, and he's got a Russian River fly, mm. and the only thing sticking out is the eye. Oh, it's in his neck, dude. Oh, just deep. Only thing sticking out is oh, no. the eyelid. The eyelid. Oh. I'm like, bro, how did it go that deep in there? Oh, someone said it. <laughs> oh, dude, said it and forget oh. it, dude. That was surgically removed. Oh, and he was hammered drunk, too. Oh, good. Oh, good. Oh, that, well, that goodness. makes sense. So hopefully he'll pass out in the car on the yeah, drive, yeah, wake yeah. up really miserable in Soldatna. I'm sure he was headed to. Wow. Never forget that. Because, I mean, we've all had some close calls. Oh, yeah. Yep. They're like pulling. It's like, oh, yeah. whoa. Yeah, like I started wearing like sunglasses or safety glasses on the river. Yeah, well, you should. Everybody should. Everywhere. Does anybody though? Yeah, pretty much. No yeah. safety I've glasses. Some, not safety well, glasses. Well, it's the safety glasses, but you glasses. Know. At least sunglasses. Yeah, that's yeah. safety. They'll shatter in your eyes, but yeah, I feel like if that hit the safety glass le- or the lens of the Oakleys, it would just. Like, <laughs> so I had to get a split shot with glass in my eye. They're not glass, glass. <laughs> Like plastic. This is the cheap it? ones Some, are. Yeah. <laughs> Those are called glasses. Squirrel. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Trivia round two. When was fly fishing first introduced? Oh, this is going back. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my sixteen thirties in Japan. Tenkara, man. Yeah, you're like really hung up on the Japan thing. No, I like but it. you gotta think about like like over in Ireland and those that kind of um, they had f- fishing was like big and it was almost like a gentleman's sport but oh. that, that goes back so they went from golf to fishing like it's a gen- mm. like people would get in their nice hats the Orvis tweed jacket they're throwing that shit on and they're going down with their buddies and oh. they're getting fancy on a spay catching some Atlantic salmon drinking some scotch and smoking drinking a cigar drinking some scotch yeah. smoking a cigar Who's up? Hit a par, you know. Um, I'm gonna go. Damn, you got me some good scotch for my birthday, dude. <laughs> Thanks for that, bro. You're welcome. Nice, I, I, I have to say, let's go seven, fifteen, somewhere. Let's go 1700s. I'll go 1700s. That's that's a hundred years. Yeah. yeah. Get, get specific. S- okay, 1762. But your fly was. But it goes back. But your okay. knot was okay, fifteen. <laughs> you can. You now can, we're, we're yeah, no, I know. 
It's a lot better. Let me just give you my suggestion how I do this. Okay. I just fucking vomit. You just <laughs> like oh. It helps 12, if the music's louder. Twelve ten. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I'm actually right a lot of times. Yeah. I mean, I'm close to being right. Not okay. maybe right, but I'm closer than everybody else to being right. Final answer fourteen fifty six. I'm gonna go with um, nineteen oh seven. It's kind of weird because there's nothing specific here. Oh, on the date? You don't know the answer? Yeah, question but you guys, are, you guys are way off, though. Oh. oh. Like, yeah. Kyle, did you guess? You Japan, what was it? 1630s. Mine didn't make sense because I was like, Scotland, I don't know where I was going with that. But I, I said like 14. You said 1760, right? Would yeah, you guys consider yourselves fishing experts? No. I, mean, I would. <laughs> I would. I mean, you guys are paid money to fish. That's so true. Kind of like expert. Do have a fly yeah, fishing kinda. podcast? <laughs> hey, we're not historians, though. I just want to point All out. Right, or math true. geniuses, okay? We can tie the knots. We don't know when they were made. Yeah. <laughs> fly fishing is believed to have first begun around the second century in modern day Rome. Wow. Oh. While they were, kinda... weren't equipped with gear, powered reels, or weight forward flies and line, fly line. The practice of mimicking a fly drifting on the top of the water began to gain popularity. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Originally, they were uh, originally the flies made for fishing were commonly made of. What do you guys think? Horse hair. Bam. Horse hair. Crazy. Yeah. So that was like the original imitation fly. So somebody was like, you know, I think we catch more fish yeah. if we imitated a fly yeah. Yeah. in the water in the Roman days. Second That's century. What is that? Jesus time. What like what would a year be? Second century. Second century. Um. So that's like one hundred. Don't look at I me. I mean, I'm not. Yeah. yeah one ninety eight. Like my original guess. Like one ninety. Something. One hundred to two hundred. Right. You're one hundred to two hundred. You said eight hundred. Yeah, you're right. But closer than these guys. Yeah. Oh wow. In the hundreds. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I said fourteen hundred. So you win a yeah, cracker with cheese and salmon. I'll take it. All right. <laughs> you take the whole thing home. Jack Lau, thank Except you for pan. your uh, yeah. trivia. Sorry, and for just, once, I didn't have to guess some random shit. Yeah. I actually like that. We just I think I'm gonna start doing that, that shit. <laughs> yeah, it, it's actually pretty common that no one gets any answers right. It's tough. I mean, unless you are... Like an expert in something very, very, very specific. Mm -hmm. I feel like fly fishing and fishing in general, yeah. to be like an expert and a historian in that would be kind of tough. Yeah, for to sure. To be able to be like, yeah, research when knots were made and the first fly fishing and all this stuff. Like, you guys got to clean boats and, <laughs> yeah. you know, manage clients. Yeah. And yeah. there's that, other things that go into that. That guy's reading a book in the library and not fishing. Yeah. 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 There you go. He knows all the knots. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He, yeah. he carries his book with him, and he reads his book. Is the a lot knot in the knot book? <laughs> if it ain't, it should be. That's a very good question. <laughs> that is a very good question. I don't know if someone just opens their knot book and can tell us what it's about. I do appreciate your guys' like, effort, though. I mean, you guys really did dig deep. Yeah. Well, and look how the, the, the range of where it went. It went from Japan to like Scotland, yeah. Ireland. So, so where was the Japan? <laughs> like, where was that like uh, conviction in the Japan thing? Like, where did you get your uh, information? Where are you feeling like Japan was? I, I think at Tenkara. Are you know, are you familiar with Tenkara fishing? Uh, no. 
So it's like, so Tenkara is basically taking, you know, a folding fly rod, but there's no reel. <clears throat> there's, there's only line attached to the end of the rod. So you have, you know, 13 feet of line or whatever, and then a little bit of tippet, your fly, and that's it. Wow. And, and that, that originated in Japan, and I believe it's Japan. And um, they're fishing like little tiny creeks where you're, you know, you're not casting super far. You're just dappling your fly on the surface. Yeah, like plop, plop. And, then, yep. and then pluck a fish out of there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not so, like anything big that's going to run and pull. It's just like, it's actually a harvest, like harvesting fish out yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, like a willow switch or a cane uh, pole kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Okay. And, and so that's kind of what I was thinking just because, like you know, plucking fish out. Yeah. Plucking fish out. Yeah. Okay. No reels, just real basic like that. And, that, yeah. and that's kind of how to resurgence because I've, I, I recently acquired a uh, a Tenkara rod, and I really want to play around with it more this summer. And so that kind of, it's kind of got me thinking about that and how. What's it made out of bamboo? No, this one's just. I think it's just a. Is it a carbon or a graphite? Yeah, graphite or something. It, it shrinks down to like this big. It's, it, it's a telescope. It's got like, oh. like ten sections, so it's, oh, it's like cool. a thirteen foot rod. It's super whippy. Yeah. Like my dad, it was my dad. It was a Christmas gift from my dad. He got me the second largest option because I'm going to try to catch some, some pinks on it this year. And yeah. See oh yeah. yeah. Fun. Yeah, that's such a good fun. bend. To, to oh yeah, yeah. yeah. A super sensitive. Like the tip is super bendy, but it's also super fragile. Yeah, I was trying to think of like what Alaskan fish you would catch with something like that. Grayling, Grayling. mostly. Yeah. Grayling yeah. came to mind. Yeah. Um, something that's not smaller, got a ton of power. Yeah, smaller trout. Yeah, maybe some white fish or something, but that wouldn't be something that would be really easy to get into. Yeah, I had a client bring one out on the Yakima. And we use reels out there because fish run. And well, yeah. He slapped it on the water. He hooks it. This fish starts tail walking up, just crack. Yeah. And he's like, are you going to grab it? I was like, I'm not going down after that. <laughs> There's a rod. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I felt really bad for the guy because we it was a pretty nice trout. But. So, like, I mean, that's cool that he, he gave it a shot. Yeah. Respect yeah. to that. The cool thing is, like, in that picture of that person just holding it there on the bank, you can break it down super small. And so you have that yeah. little, like, line holder, and then that just comes off, and it's just attached, and you can telescope it out. And, uh, you know, it'd be a good backpacking one. Yeah, like, throw in the perfect. boat. Like, we catch grayling. Like, I had a client last year who brought it, and we floated upper willow, and we caught a ton of grayling on dry flies on that thing. And I think that would be perfect just to leave in the boat. Yeah. Because, you know, grayling are fun to catch on a five or a six weight, but... You know, when you do happen upon a dry fly hatch on the river and you got a client that's open-minded, like, hey, why don't you try this? That would be perfect for that. Yeah. Out of the way, super mm. light. And most likely something they've never done before. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. I could that good for kids, too. I mm-hmm. love the idea yeah. of, like, throwing that in your, um, like, in your four-wheeler or side-by-side and you go yeah. back and behind Eureka or somewhere or the Golcana and mm-hmm. you want to bust out and throw some pan fry on there. Yep. You want to yep. just catch a couple of little... Yep. 10, 10 inches or something. Yeah, perfect. To go yeah. back on that, the kids too is that you kind of <laughs> you can get them to get that motion without like having the, the line the, distance change. Yeah, because yeah. it's up down right. Mm. Yeah, it's gonna to lay out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good for practice. Good practice. Good practice. Yeah. Good practice. Mm-hmm. yeah, that is good. How long did you say it went? I want to say mine was like 13, 11 or thirteen feet, okay. something like that. Yeah. yeah. But it's fun. It's 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 different because again, you're not you're not like oh I want to hit that bank and it's like. Nope, not gonna make it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a close close quarters game. Yeah, but. yeah. Are you guys using the um, Alaska Rodco stuff? Um, oh, yeah. yeah, Shane Shane has that. He's running that 
uh, Matt, we, yeah, we're really good friends with Matt, partnered with him on the podcast, Scott. Mm-hmm. I had, I think I had uh, his nine foot seven weight anadromous, and I let Shane cast that. He's like, I like this thing. So Shane's got a full quiver of rods that are just Alaska Rodco. Yeah, Sweet. I want one of those in They're beautiful, man. Oh, yeah. He puts the so much The craftsmanship that goes into uh, those things. Yeah. And he went full geek out on us. Oh, <laughs> when yeah. When he came in before I the pod. That. Yeah. There's, there's nights oh, that Keaton so and I will just be FaceTiming. Like, hey, let's throw Matt on this FaceTime. And Matt will be, you know, like, you'll pick it up. He'll be in his shop and he's like drilling blanks. There's just like, a rod rotating over his camera. He's just never, <laughs> ever not in the shop. Exactly. Yeah, you can call him. Like, I've called him pretty late. It's like one, two in the morning. He's in there just grinding out rods. He's like, I took some caffeine tablets. I'm feeling great. <laughs> I'm like, dang, he's doing an all nighter. So, and the reason yeah. we switched to Matt is because he's in Alaska. So like you break a rod, you send it out. That's, yep. you know, like I, I have an Orvis reel. I don't know how I lost the bearing out of it. I sent it in last week. It won't get to them until the third of July. And then it's a four to six week turnaround. Well, that's <laughs> August. That's over half the season. Yeah. But with Matt last year, I broke one of his rods, a, six, a tip off of a six weight. That was on a, I believe a Thursday night. Shane called uh, Matt, told him what would happen. And he, Shane got a new tip in the mail. I believe that Saturday. Yep. Wow! Just mm-hmm. turned around, put it, it just right turn away. Burn. Yep. And for an out of like out of state, I broke a rod tip, sent the whole rod to him. He put it all back together. He had it back to me in like a week and a half. Wow! It was crazy. Yeah, the turnaround. Mm-hmm. He prides That's himself a, on that. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was telling us he builds a rod, and then he builds like a copycat, pretty much. Yeah. Of that clone. Rod. So mm-hmm. that if something mm-hmm. breaks, you send it up and he just pulls it off the clone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Or if he has to, he'll just send you the rod. Yep. yep. I just saw on his post he did a bunch of custom ones for um, Big Dan's. Oh, well, the charter charter yeah, guy, yeah, like, like, like yeah, yeah, those big mm-hmm. thick ones. Yeah, that was like a custom order. Like he had just gotten into the salt rods, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's cool. It's Good really, for him. Man. It's, it's really awesome. cool to see him like growing. I yeah, mean, and start, kind of started when we started and. Yeah. We all, all of our partners, we've, we've kind of narrowed it down to the people we really like and yeah. they're all growing and it's like, man, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's really awesome to, to see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there, there's like just really cool. And we've talked about this multiple times before, like the whole, like everybody had this thing they kind of wanted to try or do. And then COVID happened. So it gave yeah. you time to think it through and then it, we came out of it and then now we're all doing it. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. And it's, just like you guys are another example of 21 you guys started doing this like 21 22 yeah that's right around there yep same as us same time you know it's like i don't know man it just it was it was a time for all of us to break out of our shell and you know something different you know engage in our artistic side and yeah scratch our creativity creativity exactly yeah itch exactly I think it also that like whole COVID thing made us realize like you know there's a a lot of stuff can happen and things can change real quick and it's like Mm. let's go enjoy some life here a little bit and um, that's very true. I see a lot of people our age like starting up a business, doing this. They want to start a coffee stand or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like and I think Kyle and I are like, do it, (laughs) just go for it. Yeah, that's the best advice. You know. It's tough. I mean, it's not going to be easy all the time. We have days where we're like, dude, I just worked all day. I don't want to do this. And then you get on and it's like one of your best. Or, oh, yeah. So it's like, mm-hmm. just keep on grinding. Yeah. There's going to yep. be bad days. There's going to be good days in anything. That's right. Yep. Keep on grinding. Just stay with it, man. Exactly. That's the thing, man, is this consistency. 
there's one thing I can recommend to anybody that wants to start something, podcast, just keep pushing and going yeah. and, and persevering through. Because there are days where you just want to be like, ah, oh, man, I ain't feeling it. Yeah. Just not feeling it. I don't know if I, like, have the energy today. And then you just get in the space. Mm-hmm. And it's how quickly it just kind of... And some goes away. Self doubt too. Like you're like, man, like mm-hmm. we haven't really grown this month at all. Like, are we, are we still going in the right direction? Yeah, are we and then stagnant. It's like, mm-hmm. You keep hammering at it, and eventually you just like, boom, there's a peak. Okay, everyone's back. They just listen to all five of our episodes in two days. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah, exactly. Um, I had a question. So we talked mm-hmm. about shifting. We're kind of going back a little bit. Okay. Uh, your side hustle. Mm-hmm. And with Heather's Choice. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. So moved up in 21. Uh, I had a job lined up with an outfitter. Mm-hmm. Worked for the summer. Um, kind of cut ties with that outfitter. Started talking to uh, where I'm at now at Bear Paw. I mm. um, kind of had that lined up for the next year. But I had to find something in between. And so I was like looking for my wife's in nursing school. She's got one semester left. So yeah. she had to go to Almost school. There. Almost there. So super close. But it's like. You know, we can't have a, really have a job when you're going to nursing school and trying to crank it out and get good grades. And so I need to find something. I applied because I, I do have a background in journalism. So I was applying to different places, wasn't hearing anything back. And uh, I was listening to uh, Brian Call's podcast, the Gritty Podcast. And mm-hmm. I, several times I'd heard him mention Heather's Choice. I'd heard Heather on their podcast mm-hmm. and kind of heard him in the industry. And uh, one day in that summer, I had gone to Kincaid, Kincaid Park with my wife, and we're like, let's get some ice cream afterwards. And so we typed in ice cream, and Woohoo ice cream popped up there off of Arctic, and they're right next door to our kitchen. Oh, okay, yeah. And so we pull into the into the parking lot, and I was like, oh, that's Heather's Choice. I've heard about them before. And I look at their website, and they have a like, join our team tab. And so I just kind of kept that in the back of my mind. And when I was applying to jobs, wasn't hearing anything back. I was like, I'm just going to apply at Heather's Choice. And Brad got back to me, nice. you know, within a week. We had a phone or a, like a Zoom meeting interview. Mm-hmm. and Kind of screened you? Yeah, screened me. Uh, we have like a, we have our our, uh, our listing and then, you know, somebody applies and they have to yeah, send them a questions and they kind of have to answer the questions, screen, feel, feel you out, uh, go on video, have a video chat. And um, went in, spent my first two weeks there, just kind of, feeling out everything out, have my two week interview and like, Hey, do you like this? I'm like, yeah, I really like this, but this is going to be a winter job and I have to be able to go in the summertime. Cause I've already had this commitment to somebody that I'm going to be there, you know, about June end of May of next year. So if, if I'm going to work here, I have to be able to take that summer off. And he was like, absolutely. We want to, you know, create that, this space where you can go do that and go do your own thing and go grow as your own person. But then always know that you can come back here in the fall and the winter time and do that when, you can't be outside rowing the river every day because it's frozen. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> so it's a seasonal job. It's a seasonal yeah. job, exactly. Yeah. And and they've been super good about that. Um, you know, I left that, let's see, June of last year. Mm-hmm. And then I came back at the end of September and got back into a groove. And I just recently left them like the second week of June. Mm-hmm. Um, our guide season was slower this year, so I was um, – you know, later kind of, start. Yeah, later start. So I was kind of doing like a day at Heather's Choice, a day at guiding, a day at Heather's Choice, day at guiding. And we've got such a great team there right now where we're all just super close. We're all super great friends. And we do stuff outside of work together. Mm-hmm. 
that it was really hard to leave this year because I can't see those people every day that I was seeing and, you know, the camaraderie yeah. we have. And, yep. you know, but yeah, it's been a super great gig and it's another way, you know, to get into the industry. That was a big part of it too, is, you know, we're, we're in this, in, in the industry as guides, um, the podcast people we know, but I wanted to get into the industry even more. And I figured, you know, I could, get into it through Heather's choice side, but then also finding the contacts that Heather has throughout the industry. And that's been huge for me too, because she's put me in touch with people that I would have never been able to chat with. Yeah. yeah. So, she's so cool. Yeah. yeah. It felt like the perfect connection when you shared that story with me mm-hmm. off the air and when we've gotten to interact through events and yeah. over the phone text messages. Um, because Brad and Heather are just badass people. Oh, hundred percent. Man. Yeah. They're fun. They're, they're, very engaged. They're just, they're full send in what they're doing yep. and committed to it. Um, and I found it really cool that you got accepted in that like network Yep. and then you're able to do your seasonal shift back and forth because guiding's not yeah, exactly. full time. Mm-hmm. It's the way it goes and they're growing. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. Do you have anything uh, that you can maybe tell us about Heather's choice some new stuff or anything coming out? I mean, uh, they've rebranded, which is dope. Rebranded, yep. There's a lot of new meals yep. that we've seen come out. Is there something that, like, just popped off that you want to maybe give them some um, run on? I'm trying to think. I mean, not not a lot I can give away. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm not asking for any breaking but, news, but, but I know uh, there's some new meals because I know, like, oh, yeah. the, the salmon chowder was a was a benchmark, mm-hmm. you know, uh, meal. The bison chili... Yeah, uh, you know, obviously the packaroons. Yeah, uh, but they've got some new stuff coming out. So yeah. why don't you I tell mean, us a little bit about that? Yeah, so we have seasonal packaroons. That's something we started doing the last mm-hmm. couple of years, where you have your seasonal flavors. We have you know candy cane. One year we oh, had eggnog. Yeah, and it's kind of just in that you know Christmas mm. Thanksgiving mm. time frame. Okay. Um, so we have a few fun flavors there, and then yeah, was it uh, last year? So early twenty twenty two, we completely revamped our menu. So we um, took some of our old recipes, changed them up. Um, you know, added stuff, added some spice, took some different flavors out of there, added new flavors, um, creating whole new meals, adding um, instant oat meals to our mm-hmm. uh, lineup instead of just buckwheat breakfasts. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we've had a great response from those from people. Um, our shepherd's pie is a super popular one. Um, my favorite's the spinach curry with chicken and rice. That mm. that's a super good one, but it, for some reason it's not as popular. I don't know if people know quite what it is. That's one thing. Is that people? I think when you throw spinach names. in stuff, yeah. Oh, like, I mean Popeye, bro. Like, but, <laughs> yeah. And it's a it's kind of based off of a chicken sog meal as an mm. Indian dish. But when oh. you're trying to get your names that you can put on your packaging, you have to get that okayed by the USDA. Oh, really? And so. That that's a whole process you have to go through to be able to get okay. You can call this chicken sog, but if you but you know in this case they didn't let us say what we wanted to say, so we had to say something spinach curry with chicken and rice. Mm. So sometimes those names can kind of throw people off. We have a, a really good breakfast called um, oh, what is it? Summer harvest. Mm. It's a, it's a basically a zucchini bread breakfast. It's really really good. It's got you know the zucchini in there. It's got. Um, like some, I believe it's got the sukunat in there. So it's, it's a sweet, it's a really, really good breakfast, but nobody knows what summer harvest is. Does it have hemp seeds? It does not. (laughs) 
but yeah, my, I, was, I asked Heather, man. I was like, yo, you gotta. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I die if I eat those things. The the morning glory <laughs> breakfast though is by far my favorite. It's morning like a, glory. Mm-hmm, that's a, like I've got pineapple and carrots in there. It's like a carrot cake. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, soup. My wife loves hemp that. seeds in that one. Nope. Okay. Banana. Okay. Um, I don't think we have banana in that one. I cook, think the only one we have banana. banana in. I can roll with that. Okay. Yeah. That, the only one we have that in is the banana nutmeg. Okay. Yeah. All right. But yeah, I mean, I got that cherry bit. cacao. Nib- yeah, bits man. I was like, oh my god, I love cherries and chocolate. It's like the best thing ever. It has hemp seeds. Yeah. Like Daniel, this one's yours. <laughs> yeah. We spent a whole sheep hunt trading meals because <laughs> half the shit I couldn't eat because I had hemp seeds in it. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. I will say one thing is we're always like allergic, allergic reaction. That's why. Yeah. We. Uh, we're always trying to find better ways to do things as, as anybody does. But I, I, I really think it's awesome that Brad and Heather pushed that and how we're always trying to find, you know, we've been doing a process for a certain amount of time and it's working well, but you know, as we bring new people in, we create that atmosphere of, of like trying to do better I, innovation, br- innovation. Right? Exactly. That's mm-hmm. where, and people with past experience in kitchens or different parts of the industry. Oh, like, hey, nice. let's Let do them this. have some skin in the game. Yeah, let's do this a little bit different. Obviously not just change it all right there, but like, okay, let's give this a shot. How can we make this Experiment. process faster? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we've been able to do that, especially in the last few months. We've had some new team members come in with you know a lot of kitchen experience, and now we're completely changing our processes to where we're making our meals more efficiently, faster, with less mistakes. Mm. Uh, I've, oh, wow. I've, I've really enjoyed watching awesome. that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. That's yeah. It just great. seems like a really successful business and brand and just everything the way it's gone. Yeah. And I think it starts with good culture. hundred percent. Right. Yeah, that's a big, you know, good thing. ownership and, and direction and vision and all that. But the culture is, I think that really makes everything happen. Yeah. I mean, they just got back this last weekend that every summer they do their summer solstice retreat. Oh, um, I wasn't able to make it this year because I was guiding, but mm-hmm. they went up there kind of uh, around Byers Lake area. Kind of like oh, we really? were talking about. Yeah. Okay. And, um, you know, they had a friend with a cabin out there and they spent, you know, two, three, two or three nights out there and the whole crew was invited. So whoever wanted to show up could show up, camp out, sit oh, around the fire. That's fun. Yeah. Man. Last year they went to uh, Derby Cove. They rented out a cabin. Everybody hiked in. Heather took um, uh, the sea tow or not the sea tow the uh the sea taxi out there okay brought a bunch of gear and everybody stayed at the cabin and camped out you know Fun. my we went out bowling one night here in, in april it was just a, a company night out and everybody showed up mom my wife didn't want to go she doesn't like bowling but my mom was in town so I'm like hey can i bring my mom my mom likes to bowl and they're like absolutely <laughs> so I, I brought my mom to the company party she brought her ball awesome. and her glove <laughs> and her yeah, shoes. yeah yeah she she loved it so it's a, it's a super oh, cool funny. culture we have a, a weekly meeting every thursday we all sit down in the lunchroom and just chill we talk about our week we check in with each other it's it's a it's a super cool vibe you know we all we all share a a spotify account and everybody's like what do you want to listen to today what do you want to listen to today and we all get to change our music and yeah it's it's super cool vibe and and everybody's hard workers a lot of businesses fail to recognize how important that kind of stuff is to to having a productive business because you can look at p&ls and you know revenue and just all the numbers and which is important because that's what makes a business go, but mm-hmm. it's the people yep. that work the business that actually really make it go. Mm-hmm. And if you have a good thing going and people like coming there and it's safe and it's 
a place that people want to come spend time because you real, realistically you spend more time at work than with your loved ones, right? Yeah. You know, if you want to be there and it's fun and you like it and it feels like it's not work, you're just coming to a spot to, you know, put in an effort to a yeah. common goal. Yep. It's funny how that culminates to a badass place to you know, oh, yeah. for everybody to work and then be united too. Mm-hmm. That's really cool because there's not a lot of businesses that can be like, everybody come out to this cabin for the weekend. Yeah. It's like that yeah. doesn't happen. Everyone's like, "Yeah, I got shit going on. I'm not. I don't really want to hang out with fucking dude over here." <laughs> yeah. You know, but if you're tight, it changes it, right? Yeah, well, family dynamic, right? Oh, exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. even like I've been getting texts as we're here. I was like, my phone was blowing up. I checked my watches. Our group chat, our the production crew mm. group chat, and we talk about stuff that's outside of work because we're all we share yeah, common interests. We're what? all friends. Yeah, and, you know, I'm sending them pictures of us fishing, and they're sending us photos of things they're doing yeah. this summer. So it's like. Super, super cool culture. I love it. Yeah. I love that, man. That's awesome. Badass. Well, Kyle, Keaton, mm-hmm. thanks for coming in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, appreciate the young guys. guys. Yeah. The young guys. The young yeah, guys. Let's make sure we get you guys back in before you guys become the middle-aged and old guys. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. before our logo changes a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, once you start getting a little gray in that beard. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. And That's then exactly. he has to grow his beard back. Yeah, yeah. And you got to grow that beard back, brother. I know, I know. So I was looking like, like, because I haven't seen you, right? Yeah. So I have videos and photos and everything. You got a red beard, dude. I know. Yeah, you're tapped in red beard. Well, it's crazy because it it uh, changed so much. Like I was looking at pictures when I first started growing it out, and it was like as dark as Kyle's. Yeah, and then it was like red from the summertime. My oh, hair, okay. my hair's always been like that. Like yeah. it's super. It gets lighter, <laughs> yeah. redder in the summer. Yeah, yeah I turned bl- like toehead blonde. Yeah, and I'm like okay, sure, cool. It doesn't do that as much anymore, but when yeah. I was a kid, it did. Yeah. So, but my beard, yeah, it turns like red. I don't know why. Mine turns white. I don't know why. <laughs> oh yeah, Father Time over yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. In a diet. Yeah. yeah. No, I tried. My wife didn't like it. <laughs> Say keep it natural. Yeah. I, I, I got showed some folks at work a picture of a sheep hunt or something, and they're mm. like, "Oh man, who's the grandpa you guys went with?" I'm like. <laughs> Grandpa? That's my boy, Daniel. <laughs> How old is he? Oh, the beard. Like, oh, he looks like Santa Claus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why I try to keep it tight. Yeah. Keep it gray, tight. The gray you, ghost. You wear it good. You wear it good. All right. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, the Young Guides Podcast.com. Yep. Um, the Young Guides on Instagram. Yep. Spotify. Um, go check out the podcast guys, go check out some of their stuff. Um, excellent, excellent, um, material and, and information. Um, thanks for all you guys, what you guys are doing and providing knowledge and, and, you know, it takes time to do all that stuff. So thank you. Yeah, we appreciate you guys. You guys got some merch? We do not. not we're working we're, on it. We're we got some out. stuff in the works. Yeah. We got yeah, some I mean, stuff unreleased. Dude, some that stuff logo like. with that, if you found a color, that hoodie. That same color as the oh, logo, yeah. that would yeah. be sick. Yeah. Just with the thing, that'd be real yeah. nice. Or some nice hats or something. Yeah, yeah with the know. rope, the old school style. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've been yeah. we've been talking about it and we got to work some overtime. Yeah, got to work a little overtime to get that. We ain't making that money yet. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, shout out to you guys too. You've been a huge help for us. You know, we've got business questions or just questions in general about the podcast. You've been a huge resource for us. So, Big really appreciate too. it. Yeah, mo- huge motivator. Yeah, we really do appreciate that. No problem. That's no rad, problem. Man. Thank you guys. Yeah, yeah man. It's means a lot right we're all in this together exactly we all yeah. want to see each other succeed yeah. we all want to be successful yeah i mean we're just 
We're just dudes out here doing it, right? Yeah, right, dudes exactly. out here yeah. doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, thank you guys, man, for your efforts and and Keaton for coming up, brother. <laughs> yeah, you know, I know you're out here fishing, but you took time to come to the podcast. I know tonight, like you guys got what nineteen fish to go home and clean tonight. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Go and it's ten thirty in at night. This is early for us. Yeah. Last couple yeah, nights man, we've been doing you, it you at one thirty. So yeah, yeah. we'll just push it to two p.m. tonight because you got to clean go. some fish. Well, it's so. kind of weird because you're like out here. And it's bright. It's all the still time. the bright like, out. Is yeah. it seven p.m. What are we doing? Yeah. Where's the kids at? They should be playing soccer, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys for coming yeah. in. I appreciate it. This was a long time coming. For sure. You guys killed it. Thank you. Awesome. You guys are beautiful people, man. Thank yeah. you guys. Yeah, I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank you. Yep. yep. Thank you everyone for listening. AlaskaWildProject.com. Support us on Patreon. Patreon.com/slash AlaskaWildProject. Also, please consider subscribing to our YouTube channel um, at AlaskaWildProject as well. Um, thanks again, young guys. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We appreciate you and you and you. And as always, stay wild. You remember my speaking to you of what I call your overcautiousness. Are you not overcautious when you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing? The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Big Rays, the Alaskan outfitter, committed to outfitting Alaskans across the state since 1947. Whether you're a recreator, parent, guide, or corporate buyer, Big Rays has the gear you need tailored for Alaska's harsh conditions. Check out their new exclusive line of Aurolic Waders. Big Rays for all your outdoor gear and rugged work attire. BigRays.com Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products. Providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers, custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. TheTreeHouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects that may be high-performing and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older. Keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They are the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include weekly lawn care, custom landscaping, fertilizing, weed control, turf repair, and more. Schedule your free estimate at lawnproak.com.
Alaska's OG Cider Company, Double Shovel, crafting gluten-free colonial-style ciders, founded as a healthier non-inflammatory brew option. Drop by their pop and tap room in Anchorage off of 58th and Arctic or visit the second location in Kodiak. Double Shovel, award-winning ciders. The Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. BHA is the voice of our Alaskan public lands, waters, and wildlife. Their goal is to uphold our hunting and fishing legacy while keeping our public lands wild. Stand up today and join BHA at backcountryhunters.org. Should you not claim to be at least his equal in prowess and act upon the claim? I say try. If we never try, we shall never succeed. This proposition is a simple truth, and it's too important to be lost sight of for a moment. If we cannot beat the enemy where he now is, we never can. It is all easy if our troops march as well as the enemy, and it is unmanly to say they cannot do it.